The following contest scheduled for one fall is for the Money in the Bank. The winner of this match can take on any champion, anytime, anywhere, for any championship. The Money in the Bank ladder match is a multi-person match held by the professional wrestling promotion WWE. The winning prize is a briefcase containing a contract for the championship match, which can be cashed in by the holder of the briefcase at any point in the year following their victory. The briefcase is suspended 20 feet above the ring. The matches often fall into the category of hardcore wrestling, a form of professional wrestling where disqualifications, countouts, and all other different rules do not apply. Hardcore wrestling matches allow for the numerous allow for the numerous allow for the numerous items. Allow for numerous items including ladders, tables, chairs, thumbtacks, barbed wire, light tubes, shovels, baseball bats, golf clubs, hammers, axes, chains, crowbars, wrenches, tongs, and other improvised weapons used as foreign objects. Money in the Bank was first, con was first contested at WrestleMania 21 in 2005. Adam Joseph Copeland, better known by his wrestling ring name, Edge, won the inaugural match, claiming the briefcase and the contract. The gimmick of the match is the contract holder has sole discretion and can at any time on any WWE program claim a championship match. This enables the holder to take advantage of a moment's weakness in the champion. In 2007, Mr. Kennedy won the Money in the Bank match and swore to cash in on his contract at WrestleMania 24. However, Edge convinced Kennedy to challenge him on May 7, 2007 on an episode of Raw. Edge hit Mr. Kennedy with a television monitor before the match began, seriously injuring his shoulder. Mr. Kennedy was immediately defeated at the start of the match. Edge thus became the first person to gain the Money in the Bank contract twice and the first not to do so in the latter match. Mr. Kennedy, also known as Kenneth Anderson Jr., prior to WWE, competed in Impact Wrestling, an American pay-per-view wrestling promotion where he performed under the ring name Mr. Anderson, and has become a two-time Impact World Heavyweight Champion. Before starting a wrestling career, Anderson worked as a security officer at Point Beach Nuclear Plant and as a personal trainer. He also served in the United States Army, which may have played a role in his portrayal of Master Chief Petty Officer Carter Holt in Tim Matheson's 2009 WWE Studios American War film featured this week only on Monday Movie Night Raw, Behind Enemy Lines 3, Columbia. Boom. That's pretty good. When terrorists threatened the world. What do you know about Columbia? Specifically, the FARC. Most powerful, most dangerous communist guerrilla force on the planet. Only one elite team can handle the job. There you figures, and watch your back. Go, 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 go! Now, the only way to survive. We're gonna ghost in, see what's what. Get the hell out of there! Is to fight as one. What are you thinking? I think we'll get some payback. Let's go. Do it! Now! Behind Enemy Lines, Columbia. On DVD January 2009. Okay, cool. Looks good. Awesome. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Monday Movie Night Raw, the podcast where we talk about WWE studio movies. I'm your host, Miles Messenger Platt. This is episode five. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I've been fucking AWOL for like uh, going on three weeks. Uh, yeah, so... Don't call it a comeback. Been here for years. Exactly. Thanks. You're not supposed to talk until I introduce you. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, I, I, I saw... I got, like, an influx on listeners. I got, like, 50 listens in, like, a one day the other day. So, I'm, like, saying what's up to all my new listeners. Thanks for coming. Thanks for hanging out. I don't know who spilled the beans, but it's uh, gonna be... It's going to be a wild fucking ride. 
So, okay. Oh, like I was going to tell you. So I got that email from a listener. His name's Alexander. And I'm going to, so Alexander writes, where the heck is episode five? It's been over a week. Well, Alex, I'll tell you, it's right here, buddy. This is it. We made it. So, um, yeah, what I was going to say was like, I'm in school and I produce this all on my own. And so I don't like, once school started, I like ran out of time. So like, I didn't really get to be able to put out this episode, like on the you know, schedule I was looking for, but, um, Oh shit! <laughs> You're, I know this. I'm not supposed to say anything, but we're having some motion. There's a motion light in oh, here. Just, it's just covered, so here, you're listening to Miles move stuff around. Yeah. Okay. We're back. Fuck technicalities. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Tom. <laughs> we can you. swear on this podcast. Then. Oh yeah, it's explicit. Oh yeah, it's very get explicit. Get ready. We so, can get tasty. I'll give you a little intro. Here he comes for you, coming at you live. It's Thomas Bojack. Yo, what up, party people? <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> so, um, Tom, you're somewhat of a producer on the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because like right now we're using your microphones to record and we're in your basement at your house. I used to live here, but I've since moved out. That was the other reason why I hadn't been able to post is like I m- was moving and school started. It just got really crazy. But what I was going to say was um, with, a, with a heavy heart, this is going to be the last episode of the season. I'm doing like I was doing a five episode run. So this will be the last one. But so I'm going to ghost everybody in a little bit. Go, ghost on all ghost y'all. Ghost on. But uh, but I'm not leaving dates. for good. I'm I have like a year plan for the podcast. I'm coming back next like next summer, a little bit before to with a run of episodes like I was doing before. But I want to do some holiday specials between then. So I don't want to give too much away. But there's like a very spooky holiday coming up at like the end of the month. So like. Who knows? Maybe there'll be something coming out then. So I read that email. Um, if you guys want to email, uh, send, a, send any comments or questions about the world of WWE films or just wrestling in general, you can email the podcast at mmnrpodcast at gmail.com. That is Monday Movie Night Raw podcast at gmail.com, but it's abbreviated, so it's mmnrpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. So I love to hear from other people about it and stuff like that. That would be great. I love interacting with, with the fans. They're not fans. They're just people that listen. Um, but it's a fan. It's a fan, right? Yeah, fans. So, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you about this movie. I haven't talked to you about it, like, at all. Yeah. So I'm excited I'm to see what you have, what we all have to say. So. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. What was it? Oh, you were asking, like, let's just get on with it. The, the movie this week is Behind Enemy Lines 3, Three. Columbia. And you were asking, like, why is it the third one? And that is because it is a franchise. The first one had Owen Wilson in it. Really? It was not a WWE movie. Yeah. And so it was popular, and I guess they, like, uh, apparently... How do you make the jump? How do they make the jump from, like, an Owen Wilson movie to, like, all the way to WWE? Right. Exactly. Well, I know. Well, I heard uh, Behind Enemy Lines 2, Axis of Evil, is not good. That's what I've heard. But... I, well, I was surprised that the movie was like good, you know what I mean? Like it's not oh, you good. Liked it. But yeah, I mean I was like watching it, you know. I was expecting something like really dumb and gimmicky like the room style bad, but yeah. it was like actually put together, no, you know it, what I mean? It's shot well, I would say. Way better than the last movie we did. We did The Condemned last time, and that was like shaky cameras all over. At least this one like the camera is steady. <laughs> Does yeah. it like 
it's shot it's, very it's shot very matter of fact like they're just student showing you. film style yeah, like, like nothing too crazy yeah other than like the weird zooms there's a lot of like goofy weird zooms zoom. you know okay, and the explosions that like show the explosion from like six different angles like yeah boom 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 yeah boom. i'm like that is so classic cheese hor- like action movie but so well so i was gonna ask you do you do you like war movies or is this is that like a genre you usually shy away from well, I wouldn't even say, you mean like a military movie? Yeah, like you know? any war, just war movies as a genre. I love, like I love Saving Private Ryan. That's like what war I was going to say. You know what I mean? But like that's, that's like a war movie of like, oh, we got to take the base. You know what I mean? This was more of like a, you know, uh, fucking the rogue team right. kind of movie. Like An stealth, action. Yeah, exactly. Political you know, like, movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I've, as far as that goes, though, I'm not really a big action movie dude unless it's like like the first Fast and Furious, right? You know what I mean? It's like oh, these yeah. action franchises. Like I'm a big fan of where they like start off from. If that makes any sense? No, it does. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, like we... Predator. You know, it's yeah. like these kind of like. Uh, genre starting films yeah you know taking it up a notch you know right like we did 12 rounds for the first episode and like that i think that's actually a good movie and it's got john cena in it and since then that shot off a franchise like there's a i Uh think three or four 12 rounds movies and none of them have john cena in them but like yeah i I agree with you i like the action well I, i love any action movie that's like why i like doing this podcast is because i like fucking action movies i like i like that they're they're easy to digest they're just like something to watch and they're fun, but you can also get get pretty into them if you wanted. So okay, <laughs> so like like talk about it for hours on end. So, yeah, um, this came out in January two thousand nine. Uh, it says that. Oh man. Yeah, it's uh, I know it's getting to be pretty old. So, okay, so I mean, do you just want to get into the movie? You ready? Yeah, dude. All right, I'm so ready. <laughs> so I've never played a clip for like the first moment of the movie before. Like I never played like the very beginning clip, but I think that this one is really important. I think it sets a mood. So, but honestly, like, do you remember, like, the very beginning, it's, like, feels like a documentary. Like, you're watching, like, an eighth grade history documentary. It's, like, the fart in Columbia. So, all right. So, um, we'll get a little backstory, a little public high school lesson. We'll learn about the fart and why the American soldiers are there. So, let's take a listen just for that first part. Columbia is the world's second largest recipient of U.S. military aid receiving approximately $1 billion a year for training and equipping the Colombian Armed Forces. The Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia (laughs) are Latin America's oldest, largest, and best-equipped guerrilla insurgency. Known by their Spanish acronym FARC, they have waged a cruel 50-year campaign of terror (laughs) against the government and the people of Colombia. Their tactics include bombings, murder, mortar attacks, kidnapping, extortion, and hijacking. This American like, soldiers are frequently <laughs> deployed to assist in like anti-narcotic operations, and the American government has posted over $70 million of reward money for any information leading to the capture of FARC leadership. I love the music. This, they play that same little riff like a few times in the movie. The <laughs> Colombian people frequently take to the streets to protest the FARC's brutal methods frequently. and to call for the end to the violence and for the release of hundreds of hostages. Mm-hmm. 
Although with this massive cocaine revenue, the FARC has been able to equip its army with the most modern weapons of any terrorist organization in the world. Mm. Interesting. Classic. <laughs> now you know exactly what kind of movie this is. American politics. <laughs> so we learn that... Um, so the FARC is a guerrilla force. So, um, and okay, a lot of people on IMDb said that this, that like this was historically accurate in like the fucking 80s, but like, like <laughs> this is not really what's going on in Colombia at all yep. anymore. So like this is not the phase of Colombia anymore. So I'm going to read, for example, uh, Resident ECX writes on January 21st, 2009. He gave it one out of 10 stars. So there's that. And he says, yet the footage, the yet the introductory footage was pretty real years ago, and the FARC is much worse in real life. Now Colombia is a safer place and very modern compared to the landscape in this film. Same stupid Bogota footage in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, it says in parentheses. And then, okay, oh, Bogota. That's what I meant to say, not Bogota. Bogota is, all right, I wrote, I, I learned this, is a major city in Colombia. It's a sprawling modern city, and it's... Uh, has a really temperate climate. It's high up in the mountains. So it's similar to like New York City. Like it snows. It's a big city. Bogota in this movie looks like a fucking ranshackle little village. Mm-hmm. All of Colombia looks like this like crappy little village. They actually filmed the movie in Puerto Rico. But yeah, I feel like that's just like kind of offensive. Well, yeah. And I, I can tell too, like when they're running through the woods, it's like almost three different forested areas that yeah, they shot in that look completely irrelevant to each other right. you know what i mean they're like we're in the jungle but yeah, it's like, like it's oak like, trees yeah. and like i don't know so uh and then they uh resident ecx also says the military forces are strong and very successful in their war against a lot of enemies columbia is a beautiful country filled with good people we have our problems like every nation and it goes on from there. But I just wanted to read that because I feel like the intro kind of paints this like weird this picture that's just not true. Like Colombia needs America's aid and la la da da da. When I think there's a lot more to it than that, which I don't really know much about, so I don't want to get into it. But like I think, yeah, I don't know. Moving on. So the movie opens with this faraway shot of Joe Manganello. Manello. Manello. He plays Sean. Yeah. Uh, he's like the main dude. Did yeah. you recognize him? He's Flash from Spider Man. <laughs> Like the villain in the, or like the bully in the first Spider Man movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's also he's in that new Pee Wee Herman thing too. Oh really? Yeah. Like the Netflix Pee Wee Herman yeah, thing? I didn't watch the bad it. One. It's not that good. Oh, it's but, bad? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not good. I liked when they did Pee Wee Herman Broadway. Did you ever watch that? No. Oh yeah, that was cool. That was fun. That was like it was like a recording of a Broadway show that they did. But um, I do recognize that guy. I was like, yeah, that guy. I know that dude. Oh, yeah. Flash from Spider-Man. Yeah, definitely. Um, so he's walking around the streets, and I think they're in California, I think. I don't know. I, I think it's California. So, and um, it's tropical. There's palm trees, and he's got this light green V-neck t-shirt on and, like, aviator sunglasses. He's killing it. We're all picturing it. So then we see Ken Anderson. Oh, I didn't mention our wrestler of the week is Ken Anderson. It's Mr. Kennedy. Woo! Money in the bank. So, yeah. So, um. And he's on a rooftop and he's got a walkie talkie and he's like doing some code words, talking to the speaker and he's saying he's got eyes on the target or something. And, uh, he's got a camera with like a big lens on it so he can see, uh, like, so we're seeing the shot from the camera's perspective, like following the Lieutenant Sean Mackley around Mm -hmm. LT. And there's another guy following behind him pretending to read a newspaper. So, um, Sean Mackley is on the move and he's surrounded. Oh no. 
So, um, and, and so when I first started watching this, obviously we know now he's like a good guy. He's the main character. I was thinking like, is he like a bad guy? They're like trying to take down because mm-hmm. it's like, they're all watching him. Yeah. But so, um, Mr. Kennedy tells the dude, uh, behind him, uh, follow him behind him slower. Um, and he says, if, if I get busted, this yeah, he's like, thing you open. Yeah. Wide open. <laughs> and so there's a lady carrying boxes into an apartment building and Sean stops to help her move the boxes inside. And Mr. Kennedy's like, abort, Charlie, abort. Uh, first rule of engagement, always know your target. Okay. That's going to take him about five pro- proceed to jump point. So then, uh, yeah. this is like, that is like the first part. And then, you know, if you want to keep going, no, go ahead. Like, cause then it's revealed oh, that right 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 yeah oh we'll know. get there so yeah like, get there so, right that part with the box i was like is this supposed to be set up like oh he's such a good old boy like he'll help anybody even on the street i didn't really know what was going on there so um there's a lot of complexity i'm like is this a bad guy that's like doing good things for the stranger on the street very complex character i don't really know what's going on so cuts you inside sean's apartment like you were saying mr kennedy lowers himself onto the balcony from <laughs> yep, up above yep, on the yep, roof it, Keep in mind, he was on across the street on another so true ceiling. I didn't, I didn't really literally think about seconds it. before. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. So Sean comes into the front door and he's got headphones on, and Mr. Kennedy is like sneaking up behind him, and then he's and you're like fuck, but then he says boo, and he turns around and surprise party. It, yeah, it's a lit ass surprise party for Sean. Yep. And all these dudes come out from their hiding places with like a bunch of beers and shit, and everyone's cheering for Sean. It looks like a great time. What a thoughtful thing for them to do for them, do for him. Uh, one of the guys walks up with a walker. Yeah. And <laughs> does That's it. the best part of the whole movie. <laughs> and he does an old man voice, and he's like, "Here, I've got a special delivery for that old bastard." Yeah. So it's, no, it's definitely more of like this, like Kentucky, like I got some for these old bastards. <laughs> so it's Sean's birthday, right? Um, and then someone's like, "We got you something else." And this chick jumps out, and she's got this light blue dress on, really long curly hair, and she's, like, making out with Sean. So the hookers have arrived, <laughs> or uh, I should say sex workers have arrived. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. So the movie freezes on Sean, and we get a little text blurb about him down in the corner of the screen. And it's like, Lieutenant Sean Macklin loves America, the ladies, what? and the and ladies, ladies love, love him. him. <laughs> with a dot, 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 like, yeah, it's like exclamation mm. point so good so bad so can i say something about the beginning really quick yeah back so it up. yeah okay backing it up to like the first the first thing that made me be like all right it's gonna be one of these movies is what was the point of the dude moving towards him helping him when he's like following him and then he starts helping the boxes and then kennedy's like back off yeah like what was like he what was to be he doing? supposed to do like what was even, he trying to do you i know? didn't even think about that logical aspect right it. exactly and then like who is this lady that he helps because I, I was like oh okay that's like his girlfriend that he's helping move or is he like you say like is he helping just helping this lady like, like to see that he's a good guy exactly i don't know so it was yeah, and because so and then perfect. Mr. Kennedy is the one that busts into the apartment to like surprise him. So what mm-hmm. was that other guy even doing? Exactly. Like what they was already the... had eyes on the target. This is the first of many because they're not even plot holes. Tactical I just wrote mistakes. Just mistakes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just mistakes. Just don't make. Yeah. So then, okay. So then they're uh, hanging out, dancing on the roof and shit. So then every important character with uh, I'll do. What are those? Yeah, air, with their little air things. So then, a uh, character gets a little blurb oh. and um, about them, and 
Okay. Can I just be blunt? I think that these fucking things where they freeze the camera and give you like a little thing about a character is so fucking cheap. They did the same thing in uh, See No Evil, the second episode that we did. They like would pause on the characters and like give a little thing. I will say it's like kind of clean. Like it's like, boom, you get all your instructions out of the way and you just move on. But like it's so cheesy. You couldn't just like write in some dialogue. Isn't that your job as a writer, as a movie writer to like write some dialogue but that's like the weird thing about it is like what are they trying to do with this movie i'm not familiar with like wwe films and stuff like that but it's like i enjoyed those texts and what they said because it's almost like they are kind of making fun of themselves with being like and the ladies love him they're all jokes they're exactly funny but it's like is the is that freeze frame with the th- you know what i mean it's like it's goofy it's just i don't know how to feel about it you know but i love either like because some of them are goofy as hell right it's like yeah it's like he fucking i have them all yo you got them all let's yeah. let, let's fucking but, listen to him what i was gonna say was like um yeah it's like i've said this before about these movies they seem like toneless like it's like a, a serious action movie but then they're like cracking one-liners the whole movie mm-hmm. and like it seems like they're not taking anything seriously they're just like oh just another day's work killing mm-hmm. the colombians and then all the colombians are like really serious about everything so it's like i've really these like in two different movies at one at some points yeah so um Oh, okay, but before we uh, get to, like, their little intros um, that are fucking stupid, uh, there's, like, a sign on the wall out on the on the balcony that they're standing on, and it's, like, in Comic Sans, and it says, Happy Birthday from SEAL Team 7, and it's, like, red Comic Sans, but then the 7 is, like, a separate piece of paper that they've put over whatever number was there before. I didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the set design people, like, fucked up on the number, and they didn't even remake the sign. They just put a different oh, number over I it. I love fucking guerrilla style it's just so fucking like student film style you know what i mean right but then this is like a 21st century fox uh, movie yeah right and it's got famous people in it yeah i'm like so confused keith davids is in it he has a very illustrious career so whatever um so okay so well let's get to the intros so we got master chief officer carter holt and his is bench press of civic when he was 15 and that's mr kennedy and do you want to read the other one? Yes. It's right there. It's the Greg one. Which one? It's um, the second one. Do you see it? Oh, the- Petty Officer, second class. Greg. Greg Armstrong loves Jesus and cleavage. What's the other one? Will you read it? Petty Officer, third class, Steve Gaines. Teacher's pet until he wrote remote detonated her iPod. It's so stupid. And that's like the guy that's like... He's like wearing aviators while they're carrying the cake out. It's just like, yeah, yeah, Kevin with the cake. <laughs> and then, um, oh, wait, no, that's Steve. Um, Kevin is the one with the cake. Steve is like just one of our, Steve and Greg, they, I want to give it away. Steve and Greg get very sold short in this film. So Chief Petty <laughs> Officer Kevin uh, Derricks can kill a man with a nine volt battery and pocket lint. And he's played by Shannon Rowe. Uh, him and Steve look exactly alike. They like I needed. They needed to get some diversity in that cast. So I was like, "You guys look." They picked two dudes that look exactly like. So then, um, these two chicks, like you were saying, in red bikinis, in like red and blue bikinis, come out, and they got their white sailor hats on, and uh, yeah, and then oh, they're walking with the cake, and frankly, it is an ugly fucking cake. Mm. I that's it. I'm cake shaming. So <laughs> it's got like camo fondant on it. I'm not a fan. 
So, and the topper is like this. Like a metal toy seal. from like the 40s. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yes, it's a, it is a seal. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, and it's balancing a ball. And yeah, it's like rusty yeah. old toy. And it's balancing a ball with a propeller on it. And then it sings like that weird public domain Jolly Good Fellow song. Yeah, I was, I thought, I seriously thought that that was like a character with like a a voice thing so up to, weird. I was like, okay, there's a character that it's lost like, his voice. He's a jolly yeah. Good and I was like, oh no, that's just the cake. Or he's a jolly good fellow. On the camouflage cake, by the way, the cake is completely camouflaged. Yeah. It's got that camo fondant. Yeah. <laughs> so just, bad. Yeah. So, um, okay. Is that really a thing that you can't sing happy birthday or you have to pay for it? Cause I don't, I feel like that's fucking fake. So apparently like, have oh, you like heard the, that before? Uh, uh-uh. uh, Happy Birthday is copywritten, like the song. The tune of it is copywritten mm-hmm. by Warner Music. And so oh, I believe it. I just think that's such bullshit. Like, I could you really like please take me to court for singing Happy Birthday in a fucking movie? Like, I don't know. Maybe they'd win. Maybe that's why they didn't. They wanted to cover their bases. But like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I mean, see anybody... Trump's got a coin on. You're fired. That's right? fucking. Nuts. You know what well, I mean? I know. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah! I should get a patent on this fucking podcast. There get, you go. Get it going. I need yeah, a, I need a catchphrase. Coin it. <laughs> get it. Um. So the seal topper starts like fucking up. Like we were saying, it's like doing like a remix of the Jolly Good Fellow song. It's like Jolly It's like malfunctioning, and then everyone's mad at Kevin for it. They're like, "Ooh, Kevin, you fucking," because he's the one controlling the seal, and it, and then he's like. And he's like, oh, sorry, that's not supposed to happen. And then Sean says, at least the brews are cold. Hey, and they cheer. <laughs> and they all cheer and they say, hoo Yep. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then Sean's like, one more thing. Uh, and then he tells everyone, he schools everybody. He's like, in order to maintain the element of surprise when surveilling from a tall structure, make sure to watch your shadow so as not to reveal your position. So Sean knew all along that Mr. Kennedy was watching him. And, you know, we're establishing Sean as a competent leader. He knows what's up. And they're all having fun, you know? <laughs> so, now, cut to Bogota, Bogota, Colombia. We're changing, switching gears here, you know? And if, wait, I, we, gotta, we gotta talk about the dude in the, with the, the crutches coming in. Like, <laughs> was that guy in other movies or something? Because they put such a big emphasis. It's a pan-up shot. Yeah. You know, which usually means this character is, like, significant or something. The Buzz Lightyear intro. Exactly. (laughs) So it's a pan-up shot of him coming out, and he's kind of like... Yeah, and you're like, okay, this is like his friend who's gonna die or something. Give well, him it, more momentum to go. Was it Steve or Greg? I don't really. I didn't catalog it. It, it was just some guy. random no, guy. I, I don't even think it was Steve or Greg. And I'm not kidding you. Like I was waiting for him to come. I back. made this decision. I was like, this guy's gonna come back. And then nope, <laughs> no. <laughs> never came back or anything. <laughs> so there we go. Gear shift. So. um Okay, so this is what the IMDb guy was talking about earlier. Um, Resident XC, whatever the fuck. It's, it's like this warm day in this bustling little town, and that's supposed to be Bogota, Colombia, but it's mm-hmm. actually like a ma- massive metropolitan, major trade hub, like whatever. So, But it's very pretty. People are dancing in the fountain, which looks lit as fuck. I wish people did that in America, <laughs> but I guess it's not accurate. So yeah, they're s- more like washing themselves in the fountains here, not so much dancing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so sad. So... <laughs> We, so we see a couple with their son, and they're walking through the market, and they buy him, like, a little recorder from a stand, which, like, that made me want to blow my brains out if my kid had a recorder, like, burp, 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 whatever the fuck. So then the couple is talking to their son, uh, talking about their son's future, and it's cute, but kind of weird. And they're talking in Spanish, but 
as uh, as I've translated for you. No, it, there's subtitles. So uh, the woman says, maybe he will be in the orchestra like my grandmother. And the man is like, no, he'll be uh, the soccer champion of the World Cup. So they talk more about soccer. Who cares? And so then their son, Tomas, Thomas, I don't know. Is, is Tomas just like Spanish for Thomas? I don't know. So um, he's running around and he stands over by... Uh, and, oh, he goes over by another stand, and his mom follows him over, the, over there, and she's wearing this like great sundress. It's white with flowers. She looks very nice. So they're standing in front of the U.S. Boot Company store, which uh, explodes, okay? And it blows up Maria, that's his wife, and Tomas, and we see the same explosion from like four different angles. I was saying that earlier. It's like a bit much, especially because it was like a very set, like two chill, like a child and a woman just died, and it's like, but, uh... And, and the, they're like not, like, you know, the the... Part of the charm of the movie, too, is like when they do that initial shot of like the explosion and the reaction of the mom and the son, they're like nowhere near no, that explosion. You know, they're like nowhere. Like no, they would have been fine. Just it. like, oh, sh- I'm, that hurt. Like, you know, oh, that was warm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And so then um, <laughs> and the dude shouts her name. He's like, Maria. Maria! Um, so then we cut to the funeral. And so it got really dark really fucking quick, like within seconds. So then uh, his name is Alvaro Corradona. Corradonia? I don't know. And oh boy. Yeah, our boy Alvaro. We'll just, yeah, as we know Alvaro. him, Alvaro. Uh, and he's part of the Colombian army. He's got his Colombian army formal wear on, um, or whatever you call it, his spring fall formal wear. Um, and then the, the caskets are being carried by horse-drawn carriages, and it's really fucking cool. I'm like, I want to be carried by... Like casket carried by a horse-drawn carriage. It's fucking regal as hell, right? Yeah. So they do it. They do it right in Colombia. So the bodies are in the graves, and the dude's general walks up, and he's like, "Those Farks sons of bitches will make them pay." And this is General uh, Manuel Velez, and he's played by Steve Bauer. Uh, do you know? Did you I, recognize him? I've recognized. Yeah, definitely recognized yeah, him. What else is he in? He's uh, Manny in Scarface. Did you? Are you familiar with Scarface? No, but he's also in Breaking Bad. Yeah, okay, so yep, that's what I was going to say. Go. So, yeah, he's um, Don Eladio, or Elado in Breaking Bad. Yes. Yeah, he's the one that Gus poisons, yes. like, everybody with the shots. Great scene. So fucking great. Yeah, he's the one that employs Hector Salamanca and fucking, yep, yep and all of his, like, goons and whatever else. But, yeah, he good plays... Good actor. He's really good. No, yeah. he's... That's what I'm saying. Like, this movie's, like, who would read the script and be like, hmm, maybe, like, I don't know, but I guess you could just make a buck and just do your movie. I don't know how long the shoot was, probably... Not long, maybe three weeks. I can't help but still just like go back into this analogy of like, it's right there with the introductions of every, of like one of the seals because the first one is like, then the ladies love him. So you have this kind of like, are they really trying to market it towards, you know, beer drinking American men or like, ho ho, the ladies, yeehaw. Definitely. You know, but then you have these most ridiculous like, Killed man with some lint. You know, it's like right. making fun of themselves. So it's like everybody together, right. like giving either giving these profound, powerful performances for essentially like next to like these goofy ass things. You know yeah, what I no, mean? So yeah, yeah. like just kind of furthering that point of kind of a melting pot of <laughs> like ideas. <laughs> I don't even know. Like I know usually a movie and the job of the director is to make like a take everyone's vision and make it a cohesive a clear single cut. image yeah exactly so and that's just not happening so uh fucking what's his name tim matheson you fucked up matheson you fucked up 
So Alvero puts a rose on a rosary necklace on the grave and a handful of soil, and we fade to black. So is that a tradition or something? Like I don't know. Dirt? He's Catholic. Oh, the dirt. Uh, yeah, I, like he. I know that. I don't know. I know in some religions or some cultures, you have to like watch the body be fully buried. Whereas, like, I think it's more like around here and stuff. It's more normal to just put like a handful of soil and then you leave, and then the bulldozer, bulldozer comes and bulldozer boy boy the boy toys the toy boat comes and yeah. So uh, we're at the U.S. Navy base, naval base in Coronado, 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 California. Uh huh. You know where that is? So, oh, I thought you were a, a California dude. Um, I'm familiar with the alleys in California. <laughs> alleys behind dive bars and Dumpsters and the, behind the restaurants. You know. So um, we get some establishing shots. Patriotic music is playing. There's like drums and whatever the fuck. So then we see some jogging soldiers. Very cool. Super awesome. Sean walks into the commander's office, who is played by Keith Davids, the homie. Don't we love him? He's the best. Um, you know him? He does the voice of the black cat on Coraline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's the guy. I, I might have phased out at this point, but he's he's like the the, the he, dude, right? The guy's like, this is my military operation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the main guy. Cool. Yeah. He's the best. So his name is Commander Scott Bay Bay Boyton. <laughs> Scott Boytano? I don't know. Uh, Sean's like, they still got you at the desk, Commander. And then Scott says, fastest way to kill a SEAL, give him some pencils to push. So there's some dialogue for you. Uh, um, oh, here, I got some I got some real. All right. So Scott says, what do you know about Columbia, specifically the FARC? Sean says, revolutionary armed forces of Columbia, most powerful, most dangerous guerrilla force on the planet, territorial control of almost half the country, been at war with the Colombians for Colombian government for 40 years. And then Scott's like, NSA Intelligent has them responsible for this. And then he shows them pics of, like, explosions and dead bodies. And then we, it's like some live leaks shit. I don't know. And there's a, li- there's a great little gem here is that they took a freeze frame of the shot of the dead, of the dude's um, dead wife and son. Like, the actual shot of them filming that. Is that what they that was? They just freeze framed that <laughs> printed and printed it. it out. And it's like looking through like essentially just oh. the shots of the film. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> I say, man, it's just all these little tricks to try to save money, you know, but right. people catch on. Yeah. No, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some meta shit. Like, why are we seeing? So good. Like, what? So then uh, Sean's like, yeah, people up here buy their drugs, and that keeps the bullets and body bags coming for them, which seems way oversimplified, considering, like, the FBI, like, funds drug cartels all over the country, like, all over the, the world, overseas, you know, creating insurgency and instability in foreign nations, and then, and then they bring the drugs over here, and then, you know, it's all, well, whatever. Okay. So we're setting it up i know we get it we're setting it up they're the bad guys the americans are the good guys okay they're mean drug dealers and the seals gotta go stop him okay so that's like what we think is gonna happen so then this is called it's operation ghost watch and it's strictly recon so cut to we're in the situation room or whatever you call it yeah the briefing room yeah uh sean's like with the other four seals and the ones that he's leading for the mission and uh but oh before we listen to like i have a little clip here before we listen to that he says uh there's a part where he's like doing pointers like at a PowerPoint. And he says, now this was one month ago. And then this was yesterday. And it, what it is, is like different warehouses popping up like in one spot. And so, um, they're like aerial pictures of a warehouse. And I, so they think that they're like fueling a drug operation or Mr. Kennedy says, or food storage in them. Uh, yeah. But okay. So I got a little clip here. So yeah, enjoy. NSA keyhole picked this up in the deep jungle outside of Puerto Limon. It's about 150 clicks south of Bogota. Now this, 
One month ago. This is what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. This? It's the warehouses. Yesterday. Roughly triple the underroof capacity. So these guys are either storing up coca for a long winter or prepping for a serious rumble in the jungle. Exactly. The lingo is so and that, yep, that's going to be carried which. out throughout the whole film. <laughs> Something major's going down tomorrow morning. We're going to ghost in, see what's what. Go in with cameras rolling, get it all on tape. Wait, 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 you say tomorrow morning? Yeah, that's right. We're running this off in the daylight. We're all well, for catching some rays. Catching some rays. That's some rays that's way outside the lines. Kennedy's the one yeah, no that's choice. the blonde oh, one. one eyes on the he's action. the one that's like riding with Not Sean the whole time, right? Yeah. Yeah, Question. and he's just the one-liner yeah. guy, right? Yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. The jokes. We're not jointing with them. Negative. Fark's got too many hooks in with the National Army, and a lot of ops already been blown because of tip-offs. Which is why we're gonna mission plan in the air. Get Halo into the Rio Ariari. Should be fun. Does Halo mean drop Wheels in? Seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah. You think they would just say that? Like they're not. They don't need to cover up what they're saying. Yeah. They're at a secure yes. location. Sir, given the extreme sensitivity of this mission, I believe it is my sworn duty to respectfully inform you that you are now much too ancient to ancient. effectively leave this team behind enemy lines. It is not a war film without somebody being like my ancient you memory. My ancient memory. Something about. Me almost tackling you to get you from ringing that bell at the end of Bud's train, okay? Who's dragged you out of half a dozen bar fights? Boom. That'd be you. Is that like supposed to be funny? Who's got you back 24 I know. Ex Who well, makes sure that you come home alive? You know. All the time. That'd be you. You damn skippy. See you guys on the tarmac. Oh yeah. Copy that, Elf. Oh shit. There we go. The beginning of the story. Essentially, the setup. It's all yeah. been set up. Exactly. This is all how it's going. So, yeah, they're going to the tarmac. We're on the tarmac. We made it. So, <clears throat> Keith Davids is like showing them where to land on the map, and he says, uh, Watch each other's back. Stand together. I'll see you at happy hour. This is like the fucking, you know. They're all alcoholics, is pretty much what's going on here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. So, then uh, this is like their little seal thing they do. Um, Sean's like, your, la your easy day, and then all the SEALs yell back, was yesterday. So, yeah. Noise. So then they all jump out of the plane, and we get, um, oh, it's kind of cool. We get some, like, real shots of skydivers going down, and there's, like, it's the sunrise. It's, like, those are cool shots. That's, okay, so first of all, the explosions, all the money went into the explosions in the skydiving scene, oh. essentially. Like, At all the money. That's it, you know? <laughs> Literally. Because it is legit footage of them jumping out, and, you know, there's clouds and everything. They get a good job of those shots, and I bet it was really fun. Problem is that it's already been done, so it's yeah, not. Like, was it, could have used a stock shot. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, it's just like, yeesh. But, yes, they do they'd skydive out of there. But then the most... Uh, like juxtapositional thing from that is you get this bunk ass green screen shot of them floating down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh yes. And yes, immediately after it's yep. like the very next shot. And uh -huh. I'm like, are you like what? And then there's the classic shots of them landing in the water and you can tell they just jumped off in, of a platform into a pool. Yeah, exactly. There's just like, like green huh? water. And then it's like, the next shot's like blue water and it's like very clear. It's so good. It's so, awesome. You know, because I went to film school 
Oh yeah. For all of this stuff. And it's like, well, that's a great voice to have on here then. Cause I don't, I don't know a lot of like theory with film. Yeah, dude. Like I've, and being a quote unquote, like gorilla filmer and stuff. Like yeah. I know through trial and error, all the little tricks to like make it at the very least passable. Right. Like, and continuous. this movie has so many passable things. Like yeah. the seven on the, oh, right. On the poster, you know, the the snapshot of like that, the dead, the mom and dad, you know, being used, you know, and then that is so using the green screen at the end. It's just like because you're not going to have pay more stunt doubles to get that shot of them landing in the water. You're going to try and save money and be like, okay, we'll just get the real actors and then they'll just jump off a platform right here. (laughs) And the best part is they didn't even have a platform so, like, with the camera under the platform and they jump in front of it into the oh, water. I see what you're saying. They're, like, yeah, jumping I... from the side. Right. So, they're, like... It's, it's weird. so awesome. So <laughs> awesome. It's a hoot, but... Yeah, but so they're in the water and then we get this cool shot of them, like, quietly rising up with their out. guns. I'm like, that's cool. I Do guns work underwater after uh, they get wet? It's totally a visual stimulant yeah. thing. They're but just I, like, I also think military-grade weapons probably do work after they yeah, get wet. Yeah, definitely. But, like, you know, I was sitting there watching. I was like, what was the point? Like, didn't they land into an uninhabited zone? Like, why are they prepped for battle and stuff? I you know. know. Well, Other than that just being a good shot of, like, the three of them coming, coming out, out of the water rifles, like... Oh, we're here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, honestly, I think they'd be screwed. They're like going into enemy territory where these people grew up in the jungle, quote unquote, and they're just like diving in. I think they would have gotten killed pretty quick. But anyway, so they blow up a life raft. And did you, what were you going to say? Don't forget to mention that it was, they're like, why can't they don't have backup? Because there's like so many things that the U.S. is involved in. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So they're like, we, we got to keep it under it wraps. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. When we get to like, um, oh yeah, it's coming up. So, uh, so they blow up a life graph and Kevin gives them all cameras so that they can, uh, so, right. That's what, that's what you're saying. A big part of the mission is they need to get footage of the cartel shit, um, so that they can use that as evidence like against them. So they mm-hmm. have all cam, they got cameras hooked up all over <clears> them. <throat> so they're sailing down the river. It's very quaint. Huckleberry Finn. So then cut to, we're at the OPS center in San Jose del Guavera, Colombia. And Keith Davids is there. Uh, he, uh, everyone's like, what up, Commander? And then he's greeted by Nicole Jenkins, is what I was saying. Um, and she's like the chick that's like running the op. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "What? Uh, like what we've done with the place? It used to be an old radio station. So this is what you were saying. Nicole points out that the SEALs have to stay hidden because if the Colombian government catches them, then it will destroy the U.S. slash Colombian anti-drug relations. Mm-hmm. So it's like they have to do everything under wraps, like you yes. were saying. So Keith thinks that this guy, Carlos Riviera, is who the Colombian army has been bought by or wait, who is, Oh, this guy, Carlos Riviera is in the Colombian army and they think he's been bought by the FARC when apparently, and apparently he's the one that did the factory bombing in Bogota. So, um, and then he has a handler whose name is Apotequil. So I don't know how to spell that. Um, so, and that's the bombing that blew up Elvero's family, wife and son. So, um, Okay, honestly, I feel like if people are listening to this, they're like, is this going to get really complicated? It does not get complicated. <laughs> you think and, and it does? I was, like, taking notes and shit. Like, okay, wait, who's who's that? No, it doesn't. It's not what you think. It is. Yeah. It's, it's not one of those movies. You're just putting the facts out there. No, it's definitely, like, yeah, just a skeleton of a plot. And there's just some some meat on there here and there. <laughs> so goofy. So, I can't wait. 
Uh, all right, so then we're back to the seals, and they're going down the Riviera. It's lit. Uh, Kevin notices something up ahead, so Steve, who... Oh, Steve's played by Chris J. Johnson. Gets out of the boat, just to throw that in there. Um, da, 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 da. To defuse the oh, line. I, yeah, to defuse the line. I wrote, um, Chris Johnson and Shannon Rowe look like exactly the same, but Shannon Rowe's nose looks like he did a lot of coke, but I sh- probably shouldn't say that because it's like slander, so I should have kept it to myself. <laughs> That's what my notes say. So, um, oh yeah. my gosh. Like he said, Steve finds a trip wire running across the water and he follows the wire to the shore and then he finds this like legit grenade hiding under some sticks and mud. And um, he cuts the wire with like a pair of pliers and removes the blast cylinder thing, whatever it is, and then says over the radio, uh, in op, I repeat, in op. So they're back on their way. So it's very hostile territory, I think, is what we're establishing there. If you want another little chuckle, uh, after he diffuses it and the the line, the trip line is obviously down in the shot where he's waving them to come, it's back up. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. There's so many of those. There's, Continuity errors a lot. There's and it, some that's more why I'll point it's, out it's later. a joy to watch. Yeah, because it's just kind of fun. It's just goofy. <laughs> it's very- and like that was the whole thing is like, I thought that was the point of like reviewing this movie, but I actually found myself being like, okay, like I genuinely, you know, yeah. I'm like actually interested to see what happens because as you'll see, it's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty crazy. So then um, we're back at the uh, the control room, the where the the radio station, whatever. They're all chilling. They're all, yeah. So someone's like, Stingray is in objective zone. But then uh, Keith David loses signal to the SEALs. Oh, no. So the SEALs uh, land and ditch the boat. Sean checks the map, and they're in the right spot. I don't know how to read maps. I don't know how you're, like, in just randomly go, mm, we're here on the map. Like, I don't know. But uh, so they get to the warehouse that we saw earlier. Greg sets up the Spectre cam, which is, like, a camera that uh, films infrared. And uh, so that... Well, first, you had to mention all of the... The sweet gear porn that they film. Oh, They're just yeah. like gearing up putting, and like cocking their guns, sh- putting all their stuff, you know, so everybody who's into that stuff can sit there and be like, oh, and get a hard on, you know, yeah, and no, absolutely. turn to their friends and be like, you know, that's a 75G right, watch literally. thing. I've used that when I was overseas. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, right, right. Yeah. You would never do that. Oh. Seriously. <laughs> and then, so, as you say. Yeah, they set up the Spectre cam, which becomes like majorly important later on. It's like a big major plot point. So don't forget. I'm counting on you, dear listeners. If you fucking forget, I'm going to be really sad. So then Mr. Kennedy's like, uh, see you around the punch bowl, boys. They're a bunch of drunks. I they didn't think about so that. They are so drunks. So, uh, so much lingo. <laughs> so Greg is posted up on the hill, and he's keeping an eye over Buff. He's the Overwatch, you know, um, with the Spectre Great game. video game. Yeah. <laughs> they say Overwatch, and so I'm like, oh, is that Every what time that I was like, I want to play Overwatch now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um so Steve is crawling under a truck and one of the Colombian army members steps like out of the truck and then is like peeing off of it. And then Greg is like, watch your six. Yep. Don't want to get splashed. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> so then Mr. Kennedy gets into the uh, one of the warehouses and there's a bunch of crates all over and he busts one open and all that's in it are MR- MREs, which are meals ready to eat. Yep. You, you ever had one? Mm-mm. No, me neither. Apparently they're actually really good. So I saw this BuzzFeed video. I don't know if it was actually BuzzFeed, but like one of those BuzzFeed type videos on Facebook once where the dude was making his ideal MRE meal. And uh, I don't know, everybody in the comments <laughs> was like, like where you take, yeah, like oh, he's gosh. like, oh, I would take the brownie from this meal. Cause it's like, they're all, it's like a lean cuisine or no, like a kid's cuisine or whatever, kind of, but like military Yeah, style. definitely. So uh-huh. like that one you mix with water and then like put it in the bubbly thing and it turns into a brownie. 
like spy kids or whatever i don't know so then like i like that i gotta check that out for sure you can get them people are so people in the comments were saying that like you can go get mres at like military surplus stores and that people when they were like broke they would like buy them and use them because you can just they're cheap and you can go get them at the store and they're like they don't go bad no exactly they're and they're nutritional for them i mean somewhat I love uh, powder and water. Yum. But so what they were showing is that like no, so far nothing suspicious has been found. There's no drugs. It's just like military storage. So um, Sean points out that the, something doesn't feel right about the situation. Um, Sean sticks his body cam up to like the warehouse window. He's like ducked below it and then sticks his camera up below it, above it. And you, we see general the general from earlier, Manuel Velez, and the guy. Um, it's the guy who told Alvaro that he was going to get the FARC at his funeral. So Sean realizes this is some kind of peace conference between the FARC and the Colombian army. And then he's like, looks like we just walk into the history books, boys. (laughs) Great one-liners in this film, for sure. (laughs) Definitely. Nothing too crazy and out there, with the exception of a couple of them, you know, the happy hours and stuff, but chock full of good one-liners. Just really... Really good. Like, oh, hmm. It's like, yep, They're, like, finishing up (laughs) dinner, and now they're having their talk, and I don't know if you noticed, there's a guy picking up plates, and he just picks up the same plate over and over. (laughs) I don't know if it was just the shot that was kept getting used, but it's this guy in the same spot, and he always reaches down with his right hand and picks up the same plate. So good. I missed that, but... So, uh... But then, oh, okay, this is where fucking shit hits the wall, like, or hits the fan, whatever. So then, Shit hits the wall. <laughs> the wall is wet. So then this third-party military group busts into the camp. Boom. And interrupts the peace talk and then starts shooting all the FARC and the Colombian army dudes. And I don't think he mentioned that it was a peace talk. So he's like, it looks like a peace. He pieces all this stuff together, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a, purely on a guess. Right, that's There's, what he's saying. Yeah, he like looks like a peace talk, walked in the history books. So then... uh the shootout is so funny. So there's a bunch of like half and quarter watermelons that are like sitting on the table <laughs> with little like explosive charges in them, like fucking uh, M80s or whatever, like those big firecrackers. Like, you know, the pyrotechnics guy was like, oh, uh, put watermelons dude, on the table. Those look yes, great when they explode. Yes, I'm so glad the pyrotech dude, like, they will get to the, there's gunfights, of course, and everything, but that's an so excellent many. point. Yes, watermelons, things. Where it is just like, what like can we have? Really watery just soup like, that was like exploding out of the bowls. Yeah, you know, the just like uh, clouds, you know, what was that film, you know, and it was about when they were filmed, The Aviator, you know, and oh, he's yeah. like, we need something. You can't tell how fast these guys are going, talking about the skydiving thing. That movie's a great oh. movie, The Aviator. And he's like, there's nothing in the background. The clouds, clouds being there, that shows how fast. Yeah. You're falling and stuff like that. So right, right, right. That's um, if you're a movie buff, and I'm talking to the audience now. You know, the listeners. What up, listeners? <laughs> if you're a movie buff, you'll us. get a kick just dissecting this movie because it's chock full of all those little things. Oh yeah, I absolutely. Let's just say watermelons. Every, every time something happens, it's like watermelons. So <laughs> there's a lot of watermelons in this movie. Absolutely. That that this is the first of the water. Well, first of many watermelons. So. Right, so then they're and they're all oh, getting blown up, and the watermelons are exploding. It looks great. So, um, oh, the bad guys definitely have the best uniforms in the movie. They're like got this black vests on and their black berets. Like they look fucking cool. Golden eye, bad guys in golden eye yeah. style, just like classic bad guy. The Russians. From you see, and this is the funny thing. I, I didn't know it was from two thousand nine. I actually wanted to uh, make a look up when it was filmed but that's totally like a 90s fucking thing you know it's just like i know <laughs> classic just gray black vests little what is those are not they're not uh 
what are those things called? A, a beret. Beret, yes. That's yeah. like you said. Yes. So, um, this is a shit peace talk. They had literally no ground security. They were all just chilling in there eating dinner. And, then and they there's get, like, their, their guy outside is just peeing in a truck. And, and the <laughs> seals are just waltzing around yeah. doing whatever they yes, want. Yes, I loved it. I love... And it's just like these little pointless things of like, you know, because uh, what's his name? What's the main dude is like watching everything through the camera, you know, and there's like guys running around. Greg, there's yeah. the other dude who's like checking out the warehouses, seeing yeah, what's Mr. going Kennedy. on. But then there's just like other dude just running around kind of just like getting to a point kevin yeah then like like moving away again like rant (laughs) like that's not how you that's tactically bad yeah so um Uh, so good so yeah the the yeah and the gates get stormed by this like rogue military group and it's like you guys totally deserved it you didn't even like have any security so then uh general manuel gets shot but he's still alive um the bad guy uh, leader approaches and he's wearing a black bandana, bandana over his mouth and we're like oh my god who is it but then he takes it off and who the fuck is it it's Alvaro boom the dude he's turned bad from earlier when we saw him after his family got killed so he tells the troops capture and secure the Americans so um so then it's a shootout. They got Greg up on the hill picking off the mean bad guys with a sniper. And, oh, my God, whenever they yell, grenade, it is so fucking funny to me. Because, like, I, I know that's probably something you're supposed to actually do when you throw a grenade. But it's just no matter what. They cock, cocking their arm back and being like, grenade. And, like, throw, it's so funny to me. So then, uh, it, yeah. You got to love um, cheap production. Um, I was just talking to... Uh, my friend about this about like production costs and how there's ways to execute you know um in low budget films and stuff like that so i always got a kick you know you had like these shots super fast like pans between like all the action and stuff and then when that grenade comes all of a sudden boom you have that one shot you know like that one far away shot and you can I, again, maybe it's just because I've been on the other side of the camera, both sides of the camera. It's just like I can feel the energy and flow of it. Like, all right, now we're going to get that shot where they're running around and stuff. And then there's just that shot where it's just like, you know, Boom. some crates. And then they're like, everybody get back. You know, we're about to detonate the crates for <laughs> right. the grenade. You know, so it's just one still And the cameras shot. have to be far enough back. Exactly. So it's just such a hoot, you know. I know. So... Uh, they're throwing grenades. Right, but then gr- it's going so gr- down. Greg up on the hill, their Overwatch guy, who's been sniping people and like watching for them, gets caught. And so he's like Overwatch taking fire. So he kills one of the bad guys, but then and then uses that guy as like a human shield to like stop the other enemy fire, which is pretty savage. Way they to do go. that a couple of times in this yeah, film. Yeah, they do. So then uh, Greg gets shot and he's like, oh my God, down. Oh no. So then we see the Spectre camera is still recording. Okay. So. Back on the ground, Steve jumps right in front of a truck of dudes shooting at him and then gets wrecked. He's like totally gets, you know, you know he's like jumps right in front of him and gets killed. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. But then, and, and there, do you notice whenever they get shot, so much blood comes out? I'm like, aren't you wearing bulletproof vests? Aren't they supposed to help you? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Greg and Steve are both down. It, like, we're not even very far into the movie and they're fucking done. So they disappear into the forest with, okay, where did Steve and Greg go? Their bodies don't go anywhere. They're just gone. And then at the the last scene of the movie is their funeral. Sorry to give it away for the listeners. 
<laughs> I didn't pick up on that. They're so just true. nowhere. They didn't take them anywhere. Mm-hmm. And the helicopter later on comes down to pick them up and it doesn't pick up the bodies. So where were those? And I'm like, what the fuck? So that just pissed me off. That's like my biggest gripe with the whole fucking movie. <laughs> so then Mr. Kennedy is like, who were those guys? Because they're all in the woods now. If they got Greg, then they know we were coming, right? Because Greg was up hiding. So mm-hmm. then uh, they're trying to get back to the boat, but then the bad guys are already there and they blow up the raft with a grenade. Tough luck. So Kevin gets shot too, but then, uh, so they leave him and Steve, or everybody behind. I, I don't know what happened to Steve and Greg. <laughs> and uh, in my notes, I'm like, they leave Steve behind because I like figured they had written that in there somewhere. And then as I rewatched the movie, I'm like, no, they're just nowhere. So um, the bad guys are like, he's still alive about Kevin. Um, secure the prisoner and take any gear you find, the rest of you, after them. So, uh, uh, Carter sneaks up on one of the bad Remind, guys. Remember that. Remember that three of them are down. Yeah. Two of them still have all of their gear, all of their stuff, and they escape. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay. Because something's going to come up that I'm going to bring up, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. So then Carter sneaks up on one of the bad guys and knocks him out, and Sean and Carter use the guy's comm to figure out that Kevin is still alive and now he's a POW because yep. they're like listening to the bad guys uh, radio. Mm-hmm. So then Sean's like, let's get our boy back. And then Carter's like, that's definitely not standard operating procedure, LT. <laughs> and then they throw the intercom on the ground because that's not useful at no, all. We don't, need that. we don't need that anymore. We're that, done. That wouldn't be good to like <laughs> keep the upper hand on the bad guys or anything. Exactly. You know, <laughs> so back at the warehouse that they just left uh, from the shootout, one of the bad guys uh, got the seals camera uh, probably was Kevin's. One of the that, dead guys. Yeah. yeah. Or, or Kevin's. Yeah, exactly. Kevin's because they took his gear. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> don't dare stop me, Giro. Remember that part later on? <laughs> oh my God. So then, um, we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> so then the camera shows that th- them shooting at people in the warehouse. So then Elvero's like, excelente. This is just what I want. Find the other gringos. So, um, and so the truck that's carrying, so we cut to the truck that's carrying Kevin to like wherever they're going like, to secure him at. And uh, it drives by Sean, and Sean drives by, and Sean's in the jungle, and he shines his laser pointer scope at on his Ke- tattoo, Kevin's naval tattoo or navy tattoo. You know, uh-huh. it's not on his navel, but <laughs> yeah. it's on his arm, but it's a navy tattoo. And uh, so, so Kevin sees that oh, they're they're following me, they're on my trail. The boys are here. The boys are gonna what? The keep boys it. are still gonna get me. The boys are back in town. So Sean pulls out the map and is like, "We need a phone. This village here, we can get there." Or he's like, "Yeah, he's got the map out." He's like, "This village here, we can get there in a full day if we haul ass. We got to stay close to Kevin. We'll have enemies following us though." And then Carter's like, "We'd be out of a job if this was easy." Wait. There we go. <laughs> There were Kevin is now officially established himself as Mr. One Liner. Oh yeah, Carter. Car or Carter, Kevin, yeah. whatever. Kevin is the one that's the POW. Carter is Mr. Kennedy. Okay, Mr. Kennedy. Carter, Kevin, John, and Greg yep. and see Greg exactly. And, <laughs> and they don't you might think that it's like my fault because, you no. know, I'm a stoner and a drinker, but no. it's not. They just don't you get the they one, don't make it happen. <laughs> you get the one thing at the beginning where they show all the establishing, they give you their names, and that's it. Yeah, and then it's just like, wait, who just got shot? Who is this? What? Uh, okay, whatever. I, no, yeah, I, I keep having, you know. I kept having to go back on like Wikipedia and look at the cast and be like, okay, that's Mr. Kennedy, so then that must be this other guy. You know what I mean? And then eventually, I was able to piece it, but like. This is after research, people. This is not just like I pulled this out of good, the first good. watch. Good, good. Now I don't feel like I have 
crappy memory. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm reading this off a page. I have terrible memory. So uh, back at the, the base, that the radio station base, uh, Keith Davids is there, the like control room, and he is on the case. So all right, so this is kind of a long clip, and there's some dead space in between uh, that's just like sound effects mostly, but I'll try to explain what happens as it goes. So let me get to it. Anything? They've missed two comm checks now. Can you ping the sat phone? Monitor their ground comms. Something. I love his voice. What's Sorry, his sir. No bounce back. Keith All combat has been down now for eight All I hours. hear is the cat from Coral. Hold on a second, DEA. Anyone's got a sat overhead. I want to know what's going on down there. I just I got off the phone. I'm like seeing Bogota. Yeah, right. It's sort of an it's incident. One of my favorite movies. What are you talking about? So this news anchor is like in front of the warehouse. Like, why are they letting him out like a military crime scene? Uh, so good. <laughs> Holy shit. This is just they're playing like oh. clips that were edited to make it look like the Americans. No, this is like where they're they made it to the village and they're trying to get the phone that's like in the middle of the village. It's like a rotary telephone. Oh yeah, this is that part. Yeah, so Sean's like stealing the phone I gotcha. and, and the lady gets pissed. See, it's so funny because like they were just. It's funny because I've seen enough action in war movies to piece together everything to the point where I could just watch it. And even if I phase out for a little bit, it's like, okay, I kind of get what they're they're doing with this. It is just like, wait, why are they doing that again? <laughs> like, I missed, exactly. I missed like, that, you know? <laughs> these, like, one establishing lines, and then you're, like, just supposed to follow it from yep, there. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm the one who did it. It's like, oh, what? Okay. Please. So the lady's realizing that Sean stole the phone at this moment. He jumped into the back of a pickup truck. They need to get a phone to establish communication. Right. To the big line. line. We got wheels at 12 o'clock. Let's go. To the cat from Coraline. Right. So then this part, they like went out of town and they like set up the phone on like a telephone pole, like ran it through there. But then there's like cops driving by or something. I don't know. And then he says something right here. What does he say? Let's, we're about to hear it right now. And apparently that was rush hour. <laughs> Boom. Thank you. Hour. Yes. <laughs> Kennedy's back. <laughs> My man. Operador. My man. Yes. <laughs> Sean speaks Spanish, by the way. Oh, Sir, yeah. yeah that, that's made it's very correct. clear that what? anytime any plot turning... Oh information is up. Sean knows Sierra, exactly what's Niner, up. And but of course, never Fox actually speaks truck, it, Romeo, just understands it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, Office again. Media. Great it's ways to get around as a screenwriter to making your actors not have to pay for language classes, you know? Say again, we were engaged. They were waiting for us. Guerrillas took out some kind of secret peace talk. I need a secure line to the ambassador. Yes, ma'am. That's Nicole. So he's on the phone in the control room now. Take me off speaker, now. Stingray, what's your count? Minus two, one capture. What did I do this? Sir, these were four. Okay. Yeah. Special Forces. Stingray, confirm your last. Minus two, one POW. Firm. Proceed to LZ for emergency exfil. Negative. Uh, we have a location on a captured asset. Not gonna happen. 
We reassess and mission plan. <laughs> I love his. Not gonna happen. Not get back to base. You make sure your ass is on that chopper. We'll get our boy back. We'll do it the right way. I lost two men. We lost two men. They're not gonna lose two more. You hearing me, Lieutenant? Yes, sir. Proceed to emergency evac coordinates. Rendezvous at thirteen hundred. I did like. It did make me give a thought to like military mapping and how cool it is to like have places sectioned off blanks. to just end then specific numbers so then because I, I was always like how, what, how do they know and it's Your just like oh they have a map that's just like alright go to uh, 7Z you know it's oh, like I didn't even think about that okay cool that well, let's go true. to 7Z guys that's cool so whatever we just keep it going so uh yeah. So, okay. So now we're in uh, Villa Vicencio. I don't know. Uh, this is like the bad guys' base. Uh, this is where they're holding Kevin. So it's like this shitty white building with like peeling paint. It looks like shit. So then Kevin has his hands zip tied in front of him, and they like let him out of the back of the truck that he was in. And he starts kicking ass. Yeah, he starts kicking ass and taking names. So he steals a gun from one of the guys, which is super cool. And then, but then he doesn't shoot him. I'd be shooting right like immediately. He just like is pointing at them like I'm gonna shoot you. But then they just uh, and he gets knocked knocked to the ground. And then Alvaro Alvaro is like tie him tie behind their back. tie him from behind so he can't get loose. And then so they tie Kevin up in a room with a camera. And Kevin's like, "What's going on?" And Alvaro is like, "We're making you a star. You and your friends made quite the mess. Who sent you here?" I'm like, "Clearly the U.S. Duh, they're Navy SEALs." So Kevin says, "Looking for Colombian chicks." Like, oh. <laughs> okay. So, um, right, that's where we leave that scene. So then Carter and Sean are headed to the evac spot, like we were saying before. But um, when the helicopter gets there, um, ready to pick them up, the pilot is ordered out of Colombian airspace and ordered not to land. And keep right the- when he's like about to get there. And this is like where I started being like, all right, let's see where this movie's going. Yeah. You know, that's when I started being like, Absolutely. okay, cool, let's see what up. Because then it's that mystery of like, why, why are they being they told not, not to land? land you right. know what I mean? So Keith David's back in the control room is like, what's going on? Why aren't they landing? And then Nicole, uh, the cool lady who's been working in the control room, uh, uh, I don't know what her rank is, but she's super cool. So then she's stone cold. So then she's like, they've been ordered not to by the Colombian army. And then the Colombian army pulls up to the evac spot and starts shooting at Sean and Carter. So they're in a pickle. And Carter and, and Sean, they start shooting back right away. Yeah, they're so like, no mind you that at. Sean just saw like a peace treaty, you know, and then a nation is like, these guys are dangerous criminals. And right. they're like, okay, so just think about you're like you're, you have a PR person, right? You know, it's just like, hey, you're being convicted of this thing you should probably not do anything to further that when what do they start doing they start shooting, shooting at, the, at the colombian army who probably have cameras <laughs> yeah. and are filming them like oh look here are the shitty navy seals and they're shooting at our, our yep, military exactly <laughs> but i guess they don't really know this at that point this is this is like where they're learning because the thing's not landing like they didn't know because what that clip was i was playing it mostly was to show that like the colombians think that the seals are the bad guys yes right? exactly so um uh, it's like Carter and Sean steal a truck and they take off. And then one of the Colombian army dudes shoots a rocket launcher at them, but it misses and hits a tree with a stop sign on it. that says Alto on it. I'm like, not sure why there was a tree with a stop sign on it, but okay. I missed that part. <laughs> yeah. So again, there was, I'm, I'm surprised that I missed so many of these little things, but well, I, I've seen the movie like four times. Okay. So. Well, there you go. I watched it once <laughs> last <okay>. night. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's fresh. 
So yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I was, and then I, I seriously like hit you not. I did this morning again, looked it up and went back to the parts of the guy just being like, let me get that old son of a bitch. <laughs> Cause it's so good. It's my favorite part of the whole movie. Hey, where's that old yeah. son of a bitch? <laughs> yeah, literally. So, um, and he's not old. He's like a 25 year old dude. <laughs> and then, and then, Mr. and then Carter's like, uh, you're too ancient to do this. And it's oh like, my and he's gosh. like, my ancient memory. And I'm like, wait, none of you are old. Like it's if anything, so good. if anything, Mr. Kennedy and Shannon, row are the oldest ones. exactly John's yeah. definitely the youngest of the group True. so i don't usually play clips as close together but i have another one um th- yeah this is nicole and she's gonna spill the tea for keith davids so let's take let's take a listen a second you best talk first your men have been declared war criminals when the hell the colombians get into our chain of command who ordered the exit washington abort? what they want this handled through diplomatic channels what? <laughs> We can't afford to start swapping bullets with an ally of the U.S. Talking bullets. I love her voice. Yeah, she's got... It took me a little while to notice she had an accent. This is insane. This footage is from our own vid packs. The Colombian government has issued a statement condemning the actions of the U.S. military and is calling for an immediate withdrawal I think this is the same news reporter from earlier, just like different backdrop. This video of a captured American serviceman. It seems talk of peace regarding Colombia's Oh, and they're showing shots of, of Kevin right here. Yeah. Is now all in the oh they're showing it of the what you were saying Commander. earlier. Yeah, when uh, he from was their filming. own vid packs, yeah. right? The shootout at the warehouse. No, I know my men. This is wrong. This is not right. They've been set up. This is wrong. This is not right. They've been set up. <laughs> Carl Dobbs, CIA. Commander, you are ordered and to here we go. And I've seen this dude in a couple of movies, too. I still have men in the field. This is no yeah. longer a military CIA operation. Dude. Pretty sure as a cop before. This is also. a high-priority situation. I have full NSA authority. Are there any questions? And everybody shuts their mouth. Capitalism at its best, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, welcome to the U.S. <laughs> This is Kennedy and Sean getting jiggy in the woods. Audio. No, this is back to Kevin. So he's in the cell and he's un- trying to undo the zip ties with the bolt. Oh, right. And then this is the dude walking in. He's got McDonald's. With the McDonald's. Not a whole... I think this might be... I'm sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong. The only product placement in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. uh, Coronas. There were Coronas in, in the Cheers, but... True. I think that might be the only thing, really. Wow. It's not bad. Not. Colombian Army? A fart killed my wife and my son. Colombian army was also at that meet. Murdered your own countrymen. Anyone so who wishes to make peace with those monsters are no countrymen of mine. They're traitors. Blip, blip. So, yeah. No, I had kind of a problem with the McDonald's. If we're trying to... So if in movie, Bogota is like this fucking shits, like shitty third world country, why is there a McDonald's? Like pick one. If it's modernized, it's got McDonald's. And if it's not, then it doesn't have it. I guess I didn't notice that. So I'm like really annoyed by that part. Um, yeah, so we kind of get like Alvaro's little motive there. Like there, he's like, I don't trust anybody. Like I'm not with the US or with the Colombian army because they're no countrymen of mine because they're trying to side with the FARC. Yeah. So, you know. 
Gorilla. So Carl Dobbs, the CIA guy you said that you recognized, he's uh, Tim Matheson, and he directed the movie. So wait, say that again. The guy Carl Dobbs, the CIA guy that you were saying you recognized, he's he, the director. He directed it. Yeah, and so I'm wondering, is it cheaper to like have your director in the movie, or do you have to pay them more? I mean, <laughs> is that a budget cut right there, or did he just want to do it? Who knows? It might be a little mix because Kevin Smith, you know, he does. He's in his films, yeah. Silent Bob, you know, but. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Think about if you were trying to save a bunch of money and you're just like, oh, man. Or even if like their character, what if like that character quits, you know, is like, this movie sucks. Yeah, I'm right. not going to be this dude. And he's like, there's some I'll be the I'll be the CIA guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the big dick in the movie. Yeah. Or he is a big dick. And he was like, I want to I want to be the CIA. Yeah. Jones. Well, <laughs> maybe the other films I saw him in. He also directed and he always puts himself <laughs> as the CIA guy. <laughs> mean. Narky CIA guy. So, um, yeah. Right. Alvaro doesn't fuck with the FARC, doesn't fuck with Columbia. He's rogue. Established. So, established. Here we're here. We're with it. We're in it. We're ready to go. So then Carter and Sean find this abandoned base and they go in and this is this what you're talking about where they switch out of their gear and are in street clothes now? And like well, so that makes sense, right? It's not what I, it's not the point that I was gonna bring up, but, but, but it makes sense to be able to be like we gotta like blend in, right? You know, right? But I mean? then later on, they're like, "We gotta go back and get our gear." Exactly. And then it's like this big thing. After the, okay, so we don't want to jump ahead too far. Too far, but yes, exactly. So like, weird. Like, where'd you? What'd you exactly, do with it? Where did exactly. Where did it go? So then, so they switch <laughs> out their. Carter's wearing a white t-shirt and like this off-white cream button-up short sleeve, and uh, he's like, "This is awesome. It's like junior high all over again." What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? So I'm like, I, I don't. think you're getting, I think you're getting a, a good look into <laughs> the kind of people who watch these movies. So right, they're, they're just like <laughs> kind of stuck in high school days, yeah. college days. Like, yeah, I remember drinking. junior high when I was on the football team. I was a, <laughs> yeah. when I was a running back. Yeah, no, I did not follow that line. But we can just move on. So Carter's like, so uh, why do you think they didn't pick us up, right? And so there's a TV in the room, and the Colombian president is on the, uh, the news, and he's calling the SEALs assassins. Mm -hmm. And he says that they were sent to derail the peace talks with the FARC and the Army. And Sean's translating this for us. Uh, and Sean says, someone wanted the peace to stop and wanted to blame us for it. Uh, so he says the president is saying the U.S. did this because they believe that as long as the FARC is in power, the Colombians will be dependent on American aid, therefore remain America's puppet. Seriously had to rewind that part to catch what the heck they were talking yeah, about. Yeah. I was I, like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. It's like, okay, like that's kind of complicated for a screenwriter to put out there, let alone like kind of just a goofy idea as the plan as a whole of like be trying to be like, all right, we're going to frame the U S Marines. Right. You know what I mean? But so, but we know that this is all wrong, that exactly. Alvaro's insurgency team, like is the reason for the killing that the killings happen, right? Mm -hmm. That they're being framed. So, uh, but we're not getting the whole picture yet, but we're getting pieces now. Right. So Sean sees on the TV that general Manuel is still alive and he's, uh, he's like the only witness to what happened in the warehouse. And so he's fucking them over at this point. So, um, we hear that the protesters have been throwing firebombs into the American embassy, shouting America out of Colombia. So it's getting intense, right? The stakes are high, but you know, we are building the stakes. 
So Sean is able to call. Uh, all right. So Sean is able to call Keith Davids on a cell phone, and then he tells Keith Davids that he got his number from his wife. So I'm like, why Sean got Keith Davids' wife's number? I'm like, I think there's a little something, something going on there. Wait, wait a minute. What? I so, missed this part. So they're. This is like. So like they change out of their street clothes. They watch the TV, and then Sean calls Keith on like a cell phone that's somewhere in that building that they got, and then he's like, Hey, I got your number from your wife. Is what he says. And then he's like, and then they just go on and start talking. And I'm like, did you, why do you have his wife's number memorized? Exactly. There's so many parts of this movie that don't like. Well, I think it was just like a little, like it was a little insight into Sean's life. He's got Keith David's wife's number memorized. See, (laughs) I think that's what was going on there. So Sean asked David, David's, Keith David's, to get him a tracer on a com in Villa Vencio, which is the the bad guy's base, the like ugly white building. So, uh, back there to that base next, we see Alvaro in a room with candles and he's crying over a picture of his, of his family, but I don't feel bad for him. He's like fucking everything up. He's a piece of shit. Like cry, cry, please cry. So <laughs> back with Kevin, he's in the cell, right? He's got the bolts in the outlet undone. So he grabs a bit of the tinfoil paper that the for burger the for the McDonald's right. was wrapped up in and uses it to make a spark against his zip tie in order to melt it. And it works. Uh, it's pretty cool. Kind of. Yeah. Little, I thought that was a cool part of the movie. Do- do- definitely. So he's, he's un- really lucky that there's an outlet in there well, in I this mean, ancient destroyed building. I think <laughs> Kevin's supposed to be kind of like the like technolo- the technological sad, the tech guy. savvy dude. Yeah, because yeah. he's the one that was able to like make an explosive with a v- like a volt battery and a pocket of lint or whatever yeah right so uh so he's on time oh, look at that yeah see you're, fucking, you're better than i am with this stuff man. I <laughs> no you pointed out with some together. shit that i was like next level that i did not even know what was going on so david um gets a ping on the com where kevin is and we get to see we see this like do you remember this the satellite shot of like in space like floating over the earth yeah I'm like, yeah i'm like what it that looked expensive that was some good cgi i'm like do you think they bought stock footage or they like spent some money on some cgi uh-huh yeah. yeah i did good i didn't notice that but yeah i know exactly what you're talking about when they because he's like the yeah, the dude like, at the base is like, like i need uh i need yeah and it's like satellite beep, moved beep, beep, yeah in space. yeah so i'm like that looks definitely pretty, that looks pretty real mm-hmm. so um uh he gives sean and carter the coordinates to kevin's location right is, is this after the CIA dude was like, "You're out." Um, no, it's be- it was before. This is before. Like, but he's still t- yeah. kind of like helping him out under under the wraps. right. Dobbs is there, and he's like, "I'm taking over this operation." But like, Keith hasn't been kicked out yet. Yeah, but he's still like, you know, we can't. The commander. He's working with that girl. I don't right, know if you well, mentioned like, that. Yeah, with uh, Nicole. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of like working because at first she was like. This is yo, yo guys are messing everything. I don't know why yeah. I gave her that accent, but she's like, "You guys are messing everything up." And he was like, "No, come on, you know." And right. now they're working together, kind mm-hmm. of. No, yeah. Well, so that's what. Um, so Sean was like, "I need you to get the location on this." So Sean, uh, like, so Keith Davids gets the location of Kevin for them yep. and sends it back to them. So, uh, so they get, uh, they get there, but the building is poured. So they're at the bad guys' base now because they got the location. So uh, they get there, but the building is poured concrete, so they can't get any heat signatures. So they got to go in blind. So it's uh, Sean says it's a tactical nightmare. Uh, two guards are on the roof, two on the ground. So back to Kevin, he uh, lures one of the guards into the cell. He's like, "Hey, ombre," or whatever the fuck, and then he. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much, exactly. <laughs> so he's got his hands behind his back, like up against the wall. So it looks like he's still a lot, like got his zip tied hands. But then as soon as the guy gets close enough, Boom! bam, knocks him out, steals his gun. <laughs> Ke- this is what I was talking about. Kevin says, "Donde esta mi giro?" <laughs> And then he's like, which is, I don't even think, Giro is not gear in Spanish. So then he, and then he's like, pauses, then he's like, where's my gear? And then. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And then it cuts, yeah. Uh, cuts back to Sean. Oh, so Sean drops, uh, oh, he drops a bomb into the gas tank of a Jeep. And then Carter throws a bomb into the front seat and then puts it in a neutral and it starts rolling into the gate. So then the inside of the car blows up and rolls through the gate. And then the gas tank explodes and it's a bigger explosion. Yep. Uh-huh. That's a good explosion. Um, pretty. So I always, I always think about that, that like the, the, cause like if a car actually exploded, it'd probably just be like really like a lot of black smoke and stuff. But like the way they make it, like it looks pretty like fireworks, like a bunch of different oh yeah definitely sizes and levels to it. I like how I, I really like always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, when they like try to blow up the car and it, uh, it's just this super kind of realistic thing of like a grenade and a car, like it's just be like, Poof! You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Right, kind of right. like not this whole like boom, With it's like just sparks and shit yeah, it's just up. like a boosh. It's it's a vibrational kind of just like boosh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So um, so now there's like all and the- keep it. This I love this stuff. This is one of my favorite little like scenes in the movie because uh, as I'm sure you're gonna explain, when they do this, there's not like an armory of cars or a bunch of bad guys like standing in line or anything. There's, they just decide to do this. I don't know if it's a distraction or what. They're just like, yeah, let's blow up. Let's do this. Like it doesn't kill anybody or anything. It's just literally opens the gate. Yeah. All it does is open the gate. Yeah. And everyone's like, what the, let's go over here. Yeah. So, right. So then we get this like heavy metal montage and everyone's doing parkour and shooting. Oh my gosh. And Sean meets up with Kevin and then Kevin's like, boy, am I glad to see you. And then Sean's like, only reason I'm here is because you owe Carter 10 bucks. And then Kevin's like, I'll stop at the ATM on the way out. I'm like, how do you guys have time to come up with these things? Like, yeah. my brain would not be there at all. My brain would be somewhere else. They, they kind of like just imagine <laughs> like they they transfer over to like the cheese, uh, just like a, a, a bar scene lingo. I, you know what right, I mean? Like, like they think they're over at some bar. Like yeah, they're like, you know, hey, like, hey yeah, man, like, where you got the next tab? Busting each other's balls. Like I don't even get. Yeah, what exactly. Floor. There you go. Busting each other's balls. Exactly. And so, uh, oh, and so, yeah. Okay. So then, keep in mind, Carter and Sean both don't have their gear on. They're not wearing bulletproof vests or anything. They're just wearing t-shirts and yeah. like button-up shirts or whatever. And I'm like, why? I, I get the civilian clothes thing to blend in, but then now you're unshielded. Like, what's going on? So Sean throws a grenade, and we get this, like, uh, oh, same cheesy thing from earlier where it shows, like, the same explosion from, like, five different angles. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus. Which, same thing, like, what you were saying earlier. Like, definitely they were like, okay, stop everything. Get five cameras set up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we got these sick shots. Let's use every single angle. And I'm like, it's a little overkill. I don't overkill. know if it was, if this... Um if this is when that the montage of everybody getting ready, but I think it was because this was the main guy's base, right? You yeah, know, like and the then so once the are... explosion happens, I think he's like, "It's the Gringos! Yeah. Everybody get ready!" Because they like Absolutely. they tr- they That's uh, why, yeah, every everybody's shooting everybody. Everybody's getting their guns around. and stuff, right? And it's just like like I like I was talking about with like Strangers Things. There's like ways to execute scenes and stuff to make it seem like 
as an audience member, they forget the logistics because there's enough of reality kind of close enough together in these sequences where you don't really have a lot of time to second guess. But think about like you see the the size of the base when he's like, gringos are here. There's like all these guys gearing up, getting ready for and then it's like they're only shooting about three people running into rooms sporadically. Right. You know what I mean? At a time. And (laughs) I'm sure you'll get, let's just keep going. Just keep that in mind. Like, (laughs) so there's a prisoner in there, right? So he's like in the basement. You have two guys coming through the front gates. Where's the confusion? You know what I mean? Like, it's right there. It's right there. Get there. You know, and these guys are just kind of coming out of like all over the place. Just like, it's so goofy. And none of them even get a scratch on them. And They're there's about totally like a fine. 15 minutes, maybe 10, 10 minutes of, of this. You know, That's what I mean? I'm saying. I was going to say like a lot of this uh, of what I have in my notes is like missing chunks of the movie because it's literally just nothing. It's just people rolling around, shooting different shots of guns. And it's like you said, like gear porn. Like it's just like guns shooting. Yeah. It's, it's what everyone comes to watch these And it's not for. even, but see, this is the thing. It's just like, it's not even like... They don't even take it to the point of like the climax because there's some like little explosions, you know, when they get shot, there's blood or like, you know, they'll have like a couple of explosive bullet things for like, you know, the wood. But most of the time it's just shaky camera movements. Yeah. You know, with the the gun points. Yeah. So they have the, they go as far as just putting the flash from the gun, you know, when it's fired. And that's about it, you know? So when you really watch these fast Kate, fast-paced cuts of guys getting shot and stuff, there's no really explosions from themselves or, like, the millions of bullets hitting the wall no, or the crates that they're hiding behind. It's just super fast things of them, like, oh, oh. It, yeah. <laughs> it's like a Western or something. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yes. Like they get shot and they're yes, like, yes, yes, one yes. bullet and they're like, oh, I'm yes. dead. Mm-hmm. Down I go. So um, a lot of head flings. You'll get a, a lot kick. of head. You'll flings. get a lot of head flings. So uh, so Carter pulls up in this old Mercedes, and he's like, um, "Meters running, boys." And <laughs> so Kevin says, "What took you so long?" And then Kevin's like, "This thing got seatbelts." So I like how that came out of nowhere. Where did he get that car? You know, there's yeah. a lot of those things like where you just think of like, what was this dude doing in that time? Because usually it would be like, you know, they would show that footage of him like busting in the car or something, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, right. I'm wondering, wait, I'm wondering if I missed something. No, I think he just comes up with the no, car. yeah. So they go because homeboys coming out of the basement, the, right, the right. captor guys coming out of the basement, yeah. the guys going to get him, and then the, the other dude, Kennedy, just shows up random. He's like shooting some people, then there's like the scenes of them in the place, right? Right, and then right. he just pulls up in the car. He's like, come on, let's go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> happened. So, right, 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 right. So then... Uh, Mind so- you, again, envision this if you're not going to watch it, or if you are watching it, or you just watched it. There's This is supposed to be like an uh, a base, you know, these crazy base. These guys just blew up a car, rolled it in there, killed maybe three dudes... Go in there and then they just leave. Yeah, with a different car. They leave with the car, you know, <laughs> enough like for Kennedy to pull up. 
comfortably yeah. and be like, come on, guys, get in. <laughs> Meters running, Don't boys. have to look with no cover. No, no, we're, no, we're good. I killed those two dudes. This thing got seatbelts? We're peeling out. You know, it's, yeah, it's cheese. So, okay, so they pull the car into a parking lot that's, they pull it next to a tractor. <laughs> Did you notice that? <laughs> I know. I was wondering, is like, is that one of their friends, like the director's friend's tractor or something? <laughs> like, like why so is there, classic. Why is that tractor? And it's in a parking spot. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, it's not just there. I, it's so funny you bring that up. And they pull into the parking that. spot next to the tractor. Yeah. So, like, hey man, would you mind putting my tractor in your movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah, I owe my second cousin a favor. <laughs> yeah. He asked if I could put his prize tractor in the movie. So, Kevin's like, bad made me eat mcdonald's and i'm like wow aren't you picky kevin like you're, you're a pow and personally i like mcdonald's so i'm personally offended by that i love mcdonald's and um i love mcnuggets basic so then sean says uh he oh sean says we need fresh wheels oh this is what i was like trying I'm like i feel like there's a, there is a scene where he looks for a car which is coming it's up separate from, from that, that first time right yeah. i was like did i miss yeah, something he goes and gets that other car right and then yeah so sean says that uh they need fresh wheels and that he's gonna go see a sick friend hmm so uh, now we're inside a hospital with sean <laughs> he went to the hospital in Bog- bogota or bogota and he sneaks in there he grabs puts a on a coat. white the white doctor's coat as his disguise yeah so and he's looking through the charts from behind the front desk and he finds manuel's name and room number so he grabs a gurney and his uh, you know what i mean like a, uh, is that what yep. it's called a gurney yep. so then he's wheeling it down the hall and he knocks out the guy standing guard at the door and puts him on the gurney and then wheels him into the room and then knocks over a vase and i'm like way to go butterfingers so classic <laughs> classic so Sean- can we bring up the fact that this dude right because this general guy right mm-hmm. he was like this is where those like little accidents quote-unquote or whatever you're talking about really start to shine because it's like pretty sure they would have like people would be trying to kill this dude right you know like Oh, and all that he's like a war dude, uh, and they just have yeah. one guy. Yeah, one guy. You know, like sh- just think about that stuff. You know, it's like right. He's like the one survivor of this like mass shooting yeah. of peace between it's these like, two. Blah blah blah. And it was but, supposed to be like a hist- historical moment, and all yeah, this you know, and it's just like one, one guy sitting like, outside. Yeah, like basically asleep, and he just like nods at the at Sean. Uh huh. <laughs> and gets his ass kicked. I'm like, yeah. not a very good guard. So, uh, Sean sticks a gun in uh, yeah. Manuel's face and is what like, the, what was up with that? Like, why, <laughs> why would you, you're being accused of being these like terrorist assassins yeah, and the only person who can clear your name who <laughs> you pull out a gun on him and you're like, you son of a <laughs> And I know it's like, couldn't you be like a little bit more gentle? It was goofy. That was goofy. Number one right there. So Sean's like, we're going to have a little talk. So let's listen to the chat to the talk. I got a little clip here for it. Okay. 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 What's going? Okay. What do you want? I was there. I saw what happened. And I know that you know, we weren't the shooters. You understand me? I know that you know that we know that. (laughs) I'm sorry about what happened to your people. But your government's blaming us. They're calling us assassins. Yeah. Well, I cannot contradict them. Why not? Americans are not very popular in Latin America. And there are people in my government who want to see the U.S. out, completely out of South America. Then we need to do something about that. Oh. This is some real Who shit right here. 
I know, yeah, it does the uniforms had no markings. I didn't recognize anyone. You know, they weren't American. We were set up. And you have to tell the media that. I saw the news report. They say you were the only survivor. You're a national hero to them. Nah. The government will discredit me and call me a liar. Boom. And then they'll shoot me for treason. Boom. No. Those are some no, truths right there, late. listeners. Are they? <laughs> Wait. 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 Unless you had proof. Huh. But how would he get proof? I'm going to give you a number. You find anything, you call me. It's the only thing that can stop this. Right, right. Okay, so now it's like, it's like he's got to find find the proof. proof. Right. So, um. Oh, so oh, so Alvaro. So we see Alvaro finds the Mercedes parked next to the tractor, and he says Vamanos a lot. So Mr. Kennedy finds a new car for them. This is what we were talking about. Sean says it smells like boiled ass. Uh, Carter says it's the only one he, he says, well, sorry, it's the only one I could find without goats, chickens, or people in it, okay? And I'm like, that's offensive. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy asks if LT got things figured out with the general. Um, little recap, his hands are tied without solid proof, right? So Kevin's like, uh, Alvaro's family was killed by the FARC. No way he's backing out, backing down. Oh, because Kevin like got the little T on Alvaro when he was in the cell, right? So then Kevin got the location of their gear from one of the guards uh, when he was busting out. So Kevin suggests that they use their vid packs to get the bad guys on tape so that they can use the, that as proof to clear their names. And so they got they got a plan now to get the proof. Mr. Kennedy says, 10-4, LOL. So back in the control room, uh, Keith Davids and Nicole. I have her as Maria in my notes, but Maria is the dead chick from the beginning of the movie. Sorry. So, um, oh, oh, here we go. This is another clip here, and I know we just did one. I'm sorry. The, uh, but this is some fucking crazy shit, so I want to play it. Uh, let's get to it. This is a major shitstorm. Colombia's ordered our military and diplomatic personnel out of the country. My priority is my men. They didn't tell about the base. Did you tell about the base? I love her voice. He was the only source. Son of a bitch. Stop! You and your Langley gang got played by your source. Langley gang. We need to stop this madness right now. <laughs> we are. Putting together a scenario linking your men to a I rogue arm of the scene, by the way. I was oh like, my God, this oh. is fucking no. I love that. anything where it's just like, yep, the Americans fucked up. Like, yep, they do all the time. I like this reputations. Those men have families. They fought and died for us. Their sacrifices will not go unnoticed, <laughs> just unsaid. Not by me. Your lousy intel put my men in this foobar situation. And I'm going to get them out. You will do exactly what you are told, soldier. Unless you want to be reassigned to a cell in Leavenworth. It's Commander. Oh, get and I'd advise you to back, back off. off. His voice. Back off. So fucking good. So, yeah. So, um, Keith calls Hobbs out on getting his intel from that bogus dude, Carlos Vivera or whatever. 
Um, and so now the SEALs are trying to bust into this base where their stolen gear is to get their vid packs, right? And the whole thing is surrounded with an electric fence, right? So um, There's some really good shots with the electric fence. Like right. I think, uh, I forgot what he does, but there's, it's like he's shooting at the electric fence. And, and it's, it's like, like sparking. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Oh, yeah, that I was like cool. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Well, I was gonna say earlier. Let's back up. Hobbs is a fucking douchebag, and uh, this is another one. A, a lot of these movies I've done for these for this podcast are like the. It's like about like how the CIA are a bunch of dicks, like trying to fuck over everybody else, and like mm-hmm. I wonder why. I talked about this on a different episode. Like I wonder what it is in the American psyche that like writers write about that so often, because it seems to come up in a lot of these movies. Like twelve rounds, the CIA fucks shit up, and then John Cena has to save it, and then in this one, the CIA fucks shit up. And then the everybody's got to go. The good guys got to save it. And there's another one. Oh, the condemned too. They're trying to like uh, frame Stone Cold Steve Austin. The CIA is so that they can cover their own track. So it's like almost like the DC brass is always like trying to fuck everybody over in all these movies. I don't know why. Well, I, I would assume I don't know much about like the military lingo and chains of commands and how no, all these things affect each other. But I mean. FBI is like investigation, you know what I mean? Like military and stuff, SWAT teams and stuff. But like the CIA, like Central Intelligence Agency, you know, like they pulled shady shit throughout history, you know, just trying these different experiments and like all this stuff. So I think they're just like that group to go with to kind of be like they're the they're the embodiment of like that curiosity killed the cat kind of mentality uh, you know what i mean like oh okay we're gonna try that you know what i mean yeah right right so okay so sean notices that there's so they got the electric fence around they can't get in so sean notices that there's a well inside the base and then, <laughs> oh yeah oh my gosh yeah <laughs> how could you forgotten so then he suggests that because they're sitting on a water tower which yeah, it's, yep, it's a it's, low yep. water tower it's not what you're picturing yeah, it's, it's a Colombian it's, water yes, tower. Yes, it's like a little cylinder. On I the thought ground. it was a stump of a tree. Yeah, it's huge. I thought, yeah, but it's like a cylinder on the ground. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So he suggests that the water tower they're posted on top of is probably connected somehow to the well through a pipe. So Carter's like, no way, no way. So then Sean strips down to his underwear. It's very hot, so, and he it put, is pretty good. Yeah. So then he's put, wearing like uh some nice. Yep. Some, some nice black, black briefs. briefs. He's killing it. So then. He puts on his scuba gear, and uh, they only have one small air tank left. This is important. Mr. Kennedy's like, he doesn't have enough air. And then Kevin's like, hypothermia will get him before he runs out of air. And then... Uh, Very supportive friends. No, yeah. And then <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Kennedy's like, that is if he doesn't get strangled first by the root of a tree. Yep, 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 yep. And then Sean's like, okay, you guys suck as cheerleaders. <laughs> so um, uh, your last easy day was yesterday. Hoo-ah, right? They say that again. So, um, and, uh, so Sean dives into the well and Mr. Kennedy posts up along the fence with his gun and then, uh, Kevin rolls in the car. Yeah. He rolls the car in neutral down the hill to get closer to the base. Was that so that they didn't hear the engine? Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like rolling car or engine, either way, it's like going to be loud, but whatever. So I can't help, but bring up like the fact that this base where their gear is at has no purpose other than to make like the plot 
kind of yeah move, i don't know how the gear got, unquote, how did the gear move. get there why was it even there why was it separated from, from where kevin from where else. kevin was and then i'm thinking maybe so maybe it was so this is all coming to me just now maybe sean and carter's gear was where they left it and then this gear is kevin's uh steve's and greg's and that they're just going to put on greg and steve's gear I really don't know. I'm trying to justify it somehow. But Sean was the one who had all the straight up footage right. on his thing. Oh yeah. So that it had to be. They had to get their vid packs back because they were the ones with all the inf. Oh, what the fuck? So then it's uh, it's mistakes. It's, mistakes. But it's like you wrote the movie. You're crafting the story. So why are you crafting yourself like writing it into a hole, like or writing yourself into a corner like that? Exactly. Man. And uh, well, I don't even want to get into the ending, but like at the right now, but like that is the biggest like we wrote ourselves into a corner, and now the movie's over. I think so. Then partway through the tunnel, Sean runs out of oxygen. Right. But yo, Sean reaches the end of the tunnel, and there's a fucking grate over the tunnel. That is a nightmare, right Such there. Such a nightmare. So nightmare. he couldn't get through. Oh no, he needs to breathe. He's a human. So he takes a long time to get the grade off. It's fucking killer. And uh, Kevin is like back on the surface. Kevin's like to Carter over the radio. You know, amigo, we might have to start considering plan B. And then Carter's like, he's still kicking. Kicking down there. I know, I know it. it. Yeah. Uh, and then Sean finally kicks the grade off and he lives and he pops up out of the well. And Carter's like, son of a bitch. He made it. Um, so Sean climbs up onto the building on the base and he's just he's just in his boxer briefs and he has a knife around his ankle so um he jumps through an opening in the roof that's like i wouldn't say it's like a chimney but it's like a legit opening in the roof and it's like uh that leads to the generator room so he puts like a little dirt into the fuel tank of the generator uh which makes it jam up and stop working and all the computers and security cameras turn off and the electrical fence turns off too and uh the repair guy goes in there to like check on it and he says on the radio to like the 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 commanding officers, this diesel is so dirty it cooked the filter. So Sean jumps out from behind him and stabs a dude in the back. There's a lot of like killing with knives. Yeah. Towards the end of the movie. Yes. That bummed me out. We'll talk. Well, let's. I I want to talk about the knife fight because. Oh my god, the knife fight is so fucking bad. It's good. I think it's good. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like a sword fight. So. <laughs> Uh, at the entrance to the base, Kevin is driving up, and Mr. Kennedy stabs the guards standing watch. So much stabbing. So um, And props him up so it looks like he's sleeping. Still there. Yeah, Emphasize. Sleeping. I want you to emphasize on how sneaky they are because of how irrelevant it all turns in a matter of two seconds. You oh, know? being sneaky? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I know. So Sean does a hand signal through the window as they, as they drive up. And Sean turns the generator back on, so everything turns back on, and it's all good. So it's like they got in, nobody knows, you know? And the electric fence is back up, and everybody thinks everything's cool. So Sean has a key card that he stole off the repair guy, and he gives it to Kevin. And then Kevin swipes the card to the door and is like, they didn't bother to change the factory passcode. I'm like, okay. I guess she sure. has knowledge of that. Right. He said that as he was plugging it in. Right. He's so it's like, not. <laughs> he's like the technical guy. Yeah. So he yeah. knows. And I guess everybody uses the same fucking code machine thing everywhere. So they bust, I guess, I don't know, military, you know, whatever. So then they bust in and the guard, the guard triggers the alarm when they bust in through the door and he like flicks the switch and, but they knock him out, but the, the, the alarm is going off. So they get their gear back. Um, and, but the vid pack, the memory is blank. Wiped clean. S somebody wiped it clean. Whoa, we're screwed. Ah! Damn it. Right. Yeah. What are we going to do? So just then, 
What happens? Alvaro pulls up with his crew in their black Jeeps, and Mr. Kennedy starts shooting at them from outside. And a bad guy with a scope on his gun is like about to take Mr. Kennedy out. This was the coolest fucking part of the whole movie. He's about to take him out with his scope, and then Mr. Kennedy shoots through the scope, through the guy's eye, and uh, kills him. So fucking brutal. That's like next level. Like he's literally like, he's a sharp shooter, that, that Mr. Kennedy. So. Uh, even more bad guys show up and uh, now Sean and Kevin uh, come out with all their gear loaded into their backpacks and everything um, Sean shoots the Jeep and it like looks like a bunch of sparklers went off like it's like bottle service on the Jeep I don't really know what's going on there uh, but I appreciate the practical effects I will say that there's no fucking CGI in this movie it's all real. there's a lot of CGI there's CGI. Okay, okay, you're right. There's the part where they like parachute. Even, we even about. right when the the cake catches on fire in the beginning. You think that was CGI? Watch it again. You'll see that it's they CGI. Maybe the I was flames just watching it for the practical effects before, but I felt like they didn't do they didn't rely on it too hard. But maybe. Uh, well, exactly. Well, yeah. I'll say that for sure is that they didn't rely on it too hard at all. You know. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, oh. So the seals fall back to the car that they they pulled up in, and then just as the gate falls open and the bad guys rush in. Yep. So Sean tells the seals to cover him while he shovels like hot, fresh manure into the car. Uh, and then, and then Alvaro has a, a pair of thermal binoculars and he sees like the hot manure in the car. And so he thinks it's the seals like all ducked down. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's like, get the rocket. And so then the dude runs over with a rocket launcher and Sean, throws like a cinder block on the gas pedal and puts the car in drive and sends it driving out of the base. And then Alvaro fucking, uh, I'm sorry. I don't know how to turn that off. (laughs) (laughs) My, my computer keeps like dinging in iMessages. I don't know how to turn it off. So then, um, Alvaro fucking wrecks the car with the rocket launcher and all the seals are dead. So fucking sad. And that's a sick explosion. That's one I really like. It's like fucking trails coming off of it and cool. It's bright. It's pretty. So Mr. Kennedy's like, "Woo, that shit worked." I, I'm, am I, are we making ourselves clear enough? The the manure was what they thought was the bad was the seals, but it was just like the heat off of that. So it was a trick, right? I thought it seemed like it's like who wrote this movie? Like some old guy? It seemed like something I don't know. I don't know where you'd even come up with that. It was, yeah, it seemed like such an old school tactic. I didn't really get it. So um, I get. I it was one of those. I was just like. Huh. Okay, manure gives off heat. heat. Yeah, I didn't even consider <laughs> that. That was, that I was, was like, where I was well, at, like, at that point. It'd have in the to movie. be fucking fresh manure because it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like hot. Right, poop. exactly. So um, the seals are in the jungle now. They like walked away, and the bad guys think that they're dead. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're all good. They're all good. So Sean's on the phone with the commander, and Sean tells him the vid packs came up empty. And oh, we get some sick split screens here. Very 2009. Yeah, I was surprised at that. I was like, "Good job!" Like yeah, some fucking cool. requiem for a dream style shots yeah, like, and editing. Yeah, I uh, loved it. Yeah, it was loved good. it. Uh, I got a little clip here of that dialogue, so we'll listen to that. Yeah, Commander, we took our shot. We tried recovering the vid packs. We came up empty. What's your play, Lieutenant? Play? You can't come home. Uh, how about we go back down range and get ours before they get us? Huh? How about that? That an idea? How about that? That's a one-way mission, and you know it. It's a one-way mission. What's your situation like that? Farkas started their attacks. They bombed a school yeah, bus. Yeah, this part's all in Killed 12 screen. kids. The Pentagon's projecting civilian casualties to be a quarter million in the first three months. 
Maybe it's time we get our pound of flesh. Look, we still have time to make this right. I want you to go back over the mission in your head. Everything you heard, everything you saw, every branch snap, every bullet hit. I like Why? this What's part. The point? That's good advice. Because I trained you, Sean. And I sure as hell didn't train you to give up. The bogus intel on the Venezuelan alliance came from Carlos Rivera, Colombian national, and a handler codenamed Apotequil. Rivera was responsible for the bombings in Bogota. For the <gasps> bombings. Yeah, the yeah. end. <laughs> look at the script for that one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> do what you can, but do it smart. May I see your phone? Ooh, I, I could did. give it to you. I could give it to you. But then I'd But you need a proctologist to read my text messages. <laughs> Consider yourself relieved of duty. <laughs> you don't have the authority he to said relieve me. Actually, Commander, I do. I do. I don't understand that line at all. It's so stupid. Wouldn't, okay, he's a commander. He would know that that guy has authority over him. He's like, you don't have the authority. He's like, actually, I do. I do. Like, that's not even badass. It's just like, oh, well, well okay, if you do. <laughs> what the well, fuck? yeah, they try to, like, romanticize this like drama in reality if you were like at a at work just like you'd be aware that you can't tell me what to do yeah you would either be aware of it you know what i mean yeah and you wouldn't be like you don't have authority over me and yeah. they were like actually yeah. i do you'd just be like oh okay <laughs> it just seemed like he was like standing up to him and it was like well no it's just he was telling you what's up yes <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> right, I was like, okay, like that wasn't dramatic. Yeah, so, yes. Somewhere in that clip, uh, we found out that uh, Carlos Vivero, who was responsible for the bombings in Bogota or Bogota that killed Alvaro's family, uh, that that was Bo that was bogus intel. Like that wasn't that's not really what happened. This Carlos Vivero character is not in the movie, but he comes up so fucking much, and it confuses the hell out of me. Because then it gets more confusing in the twist ending. Oh, shit. Well, whatever. Oh, shit. People don't, people don't listen for the, the plot. They listen for my lovely voice. So, <laughs> back to the seals. Um, wait, 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 wait. Detective Hobbs, yeah. He, oh, he shuts down the whole operation. He's like, actually, I'm in charge. And then it turns everything legitly, off. Legitly. Like, legitly to the point where it's like, they just shut it down. Like, like lights and dark. energy and every. Yep, exactly. He's like, shut it down. Yeah, but Keith David says that he has a couple of cards up his sleeves still. Um, yeah, they're like, they're like, oh yeah, we're done with the seals. They're just gonna rot in fucking Colombia. Bye. And so then back to the seals. Sean gives a mission breakdown. So the seals realize that the Spectre camera wasn't with their gear in the barn, but like he's like backing it's up. Still there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So they run like, through the whole. And they like, do it good. Like they'll they put it. They'll they show clips at the beginning and everything. Yeah, like yeah. they really sit there. And run through it again. It's so unnecessary, though. Like, we just watched that happen. You don't need to recap it. Like, I, this is what I'm saying. Like, I think this is where they're hitting at the target audience. They're, like, somebody with very low attention span. Like, they're just, like... I disagree. I think it's awesome how it's, like... I mean, maybe I just ride more on, like, that thing of, like, no. recycling, no. re-going back to, like... It's, like, you know, the closest that we get to, like, not even a lesson or anything. Maybe I'm putting more emphasis on it of just, like... You know, usually like the old kung fu master will be like, "Remember the rock," yeah. you know, and it's like, "What did I learn about the rock?" Yeah, you know, but like, he's just like, "Hey, just go through the mission again," you know. Right, right. Not with you know, 
So but they run through the mission. Right, they run through the mission, and they the they realize that the Spectre camera was still with their gear in the barn and posted up on the hill with Greg when Greg was positioned as the Overwatch. So that means it could still be out there, and it would have caught everything that happened. Yeah. When the shit was going down. So their position, uh, uh, everything, their position with the bad guys, blah, blah, blah. so the Sean's like gear up. So they're gearing up, I guess. The fucking, <laughs> the fucking gear, we'll just, we'll let that be its own thing. So Sean calls Manuel and tells him he has the proof and to meet him at the Port de Limon. It's important right here. In right. 17 hours. So, uh, and then Manuel's like, I hope you are correct for if not tomorrow, for if not tomorrow will be the bloodiest, bloodiest day in the day. history of my country. Yeah. So, right. Again. Because the whole thing riding on this is that everybody thinks that the Americans came in, wiped out these dudes, right? Yeah. And like just furthered this cause of like the, the fackers or whatever versus the Colombian. The fart. The no. farts and the fart. versus like the Colombian army, you know. The so they're all pissed. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And and if this all goes down, if people actually think that, then like there's gonna be all this like fucking explode. All the Americans that are in Colombia are gonna get fucking killed. Like everything's gonna be screwed. So and like yeah, okay. So um, right. Sean says that he's gonna meet him with proof at the Port de Limon in 1700 hours. I don't really know what 1700 hours is. Is that <laughs> so? Uh. Manuel's like, I hope you're correct for if not tomorrow will be the bloodiest. We already said that. So then Sean says, <laughs> I'm just rereading shit. So then Sean uh, says, lucky for you, we still have today. Nice. So the stakes are high. They're set. They're really fucking high. So Kevin finds a specter cam and says, add a girl. <laughs> add a girl. <laughs> what the fuck? Add a girl. <laughs> so creepy. But um, just then, who's there? Alvaro and his bad dudes show mm. up. And they're like, how did they get there? How'd they find us? So Mr. Kennedy says, LT, we're against the mountain here. And the only way is way out is through Through them. (laughs) So, all right. So at that point is when, if you're really like into the movie, this whole time is kind of just like, how do they know? You know, like, how do they know? So it's not like, at first I thought it was a goofy thing where it's just like, of course. And the bad guys just randomly show up. But no, it's like. How did they know? So you start kind of thinking. So mm. and yep, you know, there's like no way out other than going through these dudes and thus. Right. So Sean says, defend the herd quietly, no gunfire. So they all touch fists and say, For Greg and Steve. Yep. Remember Greg and Steve? So, <laughs> so the seals hide and they take down the bad guys one at a time by like sneaking up on them and jumping out and like snapping their necks or stabbing them, different things. Uh, gruesome stuff. Really fucking hands-on bloody. It's not just shooting. It's mm-hmm. fucking... Wait, ooh, I was watching. I was like, ooh, you're ki- ooh. you're really getting them. Those mm-hmm. people have lives. So one of the bad guys gets Mr. Kennedy and says, all you Americans think you are Rambo. And then Mr. Kennedy pulls out a handgun and like shoots him point blank in the chest and says, I prefer John McClane. <laughs> so I, I've never seen Die Hard. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't know it. It's a Christmas movie though, right? Kind of, yeah. Uh, no, that's the second one. Oh. When he's trying to go home for Christmas. Okay. I think. I don't know. They might all be Christmas movies. They're all Christmas movies. This movie takes place in Christmas, because at the very end, he's like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, my God. No, they're all Christmas movies. That's actually after the credits. <laughs> the, the end credits yeah. scene is like, they're, they're, by the way, this is a Christmas movie. Yeah, they're all sitting around like the Yule log. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Alvaro is there. Yeah. Manuel is there. Sean Merry is there. Merry Christmas. <laughs> one in all. Yeah. 
little Tomas who blew up at the beginning is there, and he says, "Merry Christmas, one yeah. and all." So. So they trashing people. They stabbing them in the neck. They're snapping their necks. <laughs> so. Uh, one by one, of, even though they were like all together in the field. Yeah, now they're all and separated. And then they're all like separated in this majestic jungle, you know, with plenty of hiding spaces, but, you know, whatever. So Alvaro is trying to contact his men on his radio, but no one's copying. One, yep. Because they're all dead. And so Kevin jumps out to take Alvaro, Alvaro, whatever, but gets knocked down. And Alvaro pulls out a knife and is about to kill Kevin, but then Sean jumps out too, and he's like, Alvaro, stop. And, uh, and then Alvaro just completely is like, all okay. right, I'm not going to utilize this chance to kill this dude. I'm yeah. going to turn, turn around and, and let's have a knife fight. Let's have a legit sword fight with our knives. It's like, it's like, ting, ting, ping, ting, ting, ting. So the shing, only way shing. that that would be possible is if like they were like precision, sharp kung fu masters who knew like the movements right. it would of just punches have and someone's stuff. wrist or hand. Though. Yeah, exactly. You know, but that's Whoa. the whole thing is like. If we're going to be talking about uh, like positive things about this movie, the choreography in that fight is really well done. Yeah. They do a good job of like keeping it entertaining with like these believable kind of like ting, 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 like yeah. even though it's kind of like exaggerated, you know? I thought that was know? so, I'm sorry, I hated it. I was like, why are they having a knife fight that's a sword fight? That is so dumb. Who right? came up with that? Who, uh, who greenlit that? But I, I I will say though I guess right, that died co- out in the '90s. Then maybe it's too late for a 2009 concept. You know, I, I just don't think soldiers would have a sword fight with their knives. But I will say yes, it is choreographed well. I do agree. So, um, and like we were saying, like one of them would have gotten their hand cut or something. Well, Sean gets his hand fucking stabbed all the way through with a knife, and. Uh, but then Sean pushes the blade back out of his hand, like because it's like he's holding the knife from going into his face with the hand that the knife went through. So then he uses his other hand to like push the knife out, and it like hits the handle of it, hits Alvaro in the face. So, um, and then Sean uh, puts the knife to Alvaro's throat. Alvaro, I don't know, whatever. Alvaro, Alvaro. Uh, to, and he's like, "Tell your people the truth. Your wife, your son. Is this what they would have wanted?" And Alvaro says. Death is all I have left. Kill, kill me, me or I, I will kill, kill you. So shit. There, he's done. But then suddenly General Manuel <gasps> Manuel, what's he doing here? <gasps> shows up with Mr. Kennedy at gunpoint. So he's holding Mr. Kennedy hostage and tells Sean to stand down. Sean lets go of Elvaro and tells Manuel he's a traitor and tells Kevin to get him the vid pack. Right? So he's like, oh, Manuel, you're here. I'm like, he's a traitor. Look, here, here's the vid pack. So that he's like, we have the footage of him killing your soldiers on here. So he gives the vid pack to, to Manuel. Twist fucking ending. Who saw this shit coming? Elvaro works for Manuel. Hey. So Manuel gives a little monologue and explains why, like why he did this. So let's listen. This will be fun. Here we go. Mi general. Alvaro. <laughs> Alvaro. You work with him? He works for me. I'm his commanding officer. What? When I was a little boy, the guerrillas cut my father's throat. They made me watch. That's why I became a soldier, to hunt them down. What about your talk of peace? Those innocent men you killed, they're your allies. They sacrificed for Colombia. They're heroes. 
The bogus intel and the peace docs. My men, you set us up. Alvaro, kill him. You set us up. Alvaro, kill him. Rivera, videotape the bodies. Make it look like they tried to bomb the base. Love that Rivera, part. Carlos Rivera, the factory bombings in Bogota. It wasn't Fark. Quick thinking on your feet. It was you. Yeah. That is a lie. Ooh. Kill him, Alvaro. No, no. Rivera has a handler. It's code name. It's a potaquil. Potaquil. Remember him? Uh-uh. I know. Potaquil. <laughs> I'm the you? worst. <laughs> no, it's confusing. My wife. It doesn't make any sense. My son. They died heroes for Colombia. Their sacrifice brought us together. You killed them? No. America killed them. Okay, the so you're killed stretching them. a little there. But now, we will win. Well, we will cross. Know. I've had a couple of PBRs here, but... The Americans out, and will be <laughs> to us again. I don't want to get too Alvaro, mixed and I will stuff, lead us but into people a new are twisted, era. man. It doesn't Two matter lives. what state what you're in, to the destiny you're of our country. Whatever. So I, I ended the clip a little early. There's another gunshot, and so the first one is, I think, Alvaro getting shot, and the second one is Manuel getting shot, mm -hmm. or the other way around. I don't know. Either way, they both shot each other. Yeah. Okay, so... Let me try my best. I, from the way I understand it, I'm a little confused too. So like, what was the what was, what the, was the point? No, what was that guy's name? Uh, the code name. Do we remember what it was? He was like, um, shit. I had it in my notes. Whatever. So Manuel had like a code name. They just said it in the clip. So I'm gonna feel stupid. People are gonna be like screaming at the fucking <laughs> computer or whatever they're listening to this on. But um, he's like, uh, so apparently like. The whole so Manuel was the reason that the boot factory exploded in the very beginning, and then he was also Carlos Vivero, the guy that we never sees handler. So he was the one giving Carlos the bogus intel, and then Carlos was giving the CIA the the bogus intel. Mm -hmm. So and then I guess Elvaro knows Manuel or knows that the code name guy, whatever it was, like uh, oh it was uh like Potaquil. Apotequil, yeah. So that was his code name. So Alvaro knows Apotequil, I guess. I don't know how. It's not really. These are all subtexts that we can, you know, figure out for our own. So, um, so then, right. So then, Manuel was like set set up the peace talks so that everyone would get killed by Alvaro's men, and then they could frame the seals and get the U.S. out of Colombia for good. Right? We saw it in the clip. So the and then so then Alvaro says to Manuel, he, they're both laying there with like gunshot wounds. And then um, Alvaro says to Manuel, you die a traitor to Columbia. And then he's like, this is so wrong. And then Sean says to him, uh, hands him the vid pack and says, then make it right. And and that's the end, pretty much. I mean, then we have the funeral scene. But, like, um, that's what I mean. Don't you feel like it kind of ended abruptly? Like, it kind of just got written in the corner and they were like, okay, now twist ending and here's the vid pack and everything's all good. Well, yeah, duh. I mean, like, this dude killed, like... Two just, of Sean's men and all this stuff, and it was just totally like, and yeah, I it, are we talking like screenwriter choices or movie actor choices trying to justify that stuff? I mean, because both, I it's guess, like it, it's just classic. That's why I love films. Again, I know I, I, I use this lingo of like student films, you know, or like you know, I'll say like 60s and 70s films. You know, like these 
like the pink Cadillac films of Clint Eastwood. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie, but just these random things that happen and are out there in the in the movie industry of just like these ex machinas, you know what I mean? Of just like it's always, you know what I mean? Sorry, guys. I just watched Deadpool 2 and the dude is like the murderous kid is just like all of a sudden forgiven out of this like change of heart. You know what I mean? Huh. And it's just like it's 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 a way I wouldn't. This is what I'm talking about. Like, I don't necessarily think it's a way of the screenwriter being like, oh, we writ ourselves into this corner. I oh. think it's a legitimized reason because of the way that the industry does their their way outs quote unquote i'm throwing up of their like wrap-ups of their films right right you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like you know the more random gandalfs riding down a hill to like save the city like is accepted you know what i mean so it's just like oh let's just do that yeah you know what i'm saying right yeah mm -hmm. so i can't sit there and be pissed or like make no. a, a quote of this movie because I've seen so many movies where that just happens, you know what I mean? And it's just like normalized, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mostly it just felt like the stakes were so high. Like they were saying like there was going to be the bloodiest day in Colombian history and that like, what did Nicole say? That there was going to be like 30,000 people dead or some something fucking crazy? And then it's like, Oh, yeah, here, just show this video to the president. And it's like, how? Who? Like, what are you going to do? Like, and you kill these people, too. And, like, you're, like, a guerrilla. Exactly. You're an insurgency yeah. guerrilla force. So yeah. Like, how, why would they just be okay with you showing that footage? Doesn't make like, any sense. How is it all just cool? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I guess that's an ending. And, like, it's somewhat satisfying with the twist and how all the characters came together. I, I always love in a movie when, like, there's all these separate plots and then all the characters throughout the movie come together at the end. And, like, it's, like, the big fucking, like, showdown, which was cool, but... Just well, so they have, let's like, again, you know, let's let's take the colonel's advice, run through the plan again, right? Like, so the plot, so you as a viewer, what's the plot of the movie, the first one fourth, is to, these Navy guys are going to stop these Some Colombian drug terrorists, thing. drug dealer things. Yeah. And the second plot is um, them trying to like, blah, 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 whatever it might be. Them clear trying their to names. Rescue the dude, or... clear their names, right? work with this dude to clear their names to get that bad guy. Right. Right, you know? So, um... Yeah, so the last scene is uh, Stephen Gregg's funeral, and it's a sad note to end on. That's the other thing I was gonna say. I'm like, damn, they kind of just, like, wrap it up and then give you a fucking funeral scene and then call it quits, give mm-hmm. you the credits. So, but but here we are, we're at the funeral. So they've all got their their formal wear on. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> their spring fashion formal wear. So then, so... Okay, here's a little fun goof that I like, just because I like it. If you look in Sean's hand when he, like, touches the casket, he doesn't have a bandage on it from, like, where he was stabbed. And then, like, the next shot, he has a bandage on his hand from, like, where his hand was stabbed. I love that. Uh, I didn't catch that. I know. Way to go, everyone involved. Well, fucking neither did the people who made the movie. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. He must have been drinking PBRs, too. Yeah, they, they, were, they were in the editing room drinking PBRs. Uh, so Kevin is dressed up like a cute little sailor. I like that. But then I read on IMTV, IMDB at the, be- so it says, at the, this is what it says on IMDB. At the beginning of the film, Kevin Derricks was identified as a chief petty officer, but at the end he's wearing a petty officer second class uniform. So he got promoted? No, I think it was just a goof. Oh, maybe he did get promoted. 
Well, the other ones are dead. So maybe the, oh, I didn't even think about that. I was like, that's just a goof. But like maybe the other ones since they dead, he got promoted. See, I'm to be thought, but they were fucking wrong. Here, let me get to like where their like other, where all their intros are. So, yeah, Greg was the petty officer second class. So that means so, yeah, maybe that he got promoted from to Greg's position after he di- after Greg died. I don't know. Don't you know something to think Who about? Knows? Who knows? Something to think about. So, um, yeah, I I wrote. So not only is the ending cheap, it's inaccurate. But maybe it is accurate. Maybe we're all. But okay. So um, and that's the movie. That's the flick. So. Uh, I have a couple the IMDb reviews from people that I'd like to read if you wanted to hear them. Uh, so first one is from uh, Omatera X, and he gave the movie 9 out of 10 stars. So he thinks this is a fucking dope Yeah, movie. masterpiece. So literal, a literal masterpiece yeah. pretty much. So he wrote this on July 18th, 2011, so a couple, movies, a couple years after it came out. Uh, the title is For Call of Duty Modern Warfare Fans Only. <laughs> well i'm he says well i managed to watch the movie on hbo2 this morning and it was actually or and it was totally like a call of duty death match i think the other reviewers are all colombian but hey <laughs> but hey i hate this country so much the, i know the, <laughs> but hey the colombian army in this movie is a well-organized deadly force come on the seals marines are on the run in the whole movie now there were words about bad acting, bad effects, bad filming techniques, and bad direction, bad dialogue. I must tell you that none of these are present. Acting. The three seals are good. The dialogues have no problem at all. Alvaro, the enemy force leader, is good as well. Effects. The explosions are not the best, but it's okay. Weapons and fights. They are all done well. All Call of Duty fans will have flashback. Highly recommend movie. <laughs> Imagine thinking playing Call of Duty would give you flashbacks. <laughs> but um, no, I, I wanted to read that because it was like we've been shitting on it. But this guy like legit thought everything about it was dope. <laughs> yeah. So but I think this is the uh, this is definitely the target audience. Someone who is a modern a Call of Duty Modern Warfare fan and watched the movie on HBO 2 one morning. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, you know. Uh, so then the other review I have opposite end of the spectrum, two out of 10 stars. And this was written by DV Pumas on the 10th, 10th of January, 2009. And the title is cheap, stereotypical, predictable, poor acting. Was it supposed to be a porn question mark? <laughs> that is so funny. I know that's hilarious. Cause that, yep. Right. So he says, uh, I was totally like, you know, I, there's no genre to, or like specific <laughs> words for like these camp the the filters I'll say the filters right it like doesn't look cinematic the f- <laughs> yes it's definitely porn filters for sure the whole fucking movie's porn filters you know <laughs> what I mean well I think that's what he's saying so so he's all right so I'll read it where do I start when the movie first started I wonder if there was a problem with the image quality and with the way it was filmed this is the same quality of a cheap porn did they use the same camera <laughs> secondly to reinforce this image of a cheap porn the actors slash actresses acting skills are very poor and they all look like porn actors slash slash actresses male all bodybuilded on steroid female all bimbo that's just that's just the opening scene that's just Sean's party right <laughs> it, it is because that's just Sean's party because that's the kind of person Sean is <laughs> absolutely 
No, yeah, that's just showing who Sean is. That's just Sean. He Who's this reviewer? What's his name? DV Pumas. All right, DV. Take it easy, all right? Give right. the movie a chance. He loves America and the ladies, and the ladies love And the him. ladies love him, bud, so, you know. <laughs> no, and I didn't think Nicole was a bimbo. She was a very smart, hey, right? strong woman. So yeah. Anyway, so Pumas, I don't fully agree with you. So... Uh, and then he says, add to that the very poor special effect, in quote, and then in parentheses, explosion made by my little brother, no real stunts, green screen, no military expertise. All right, I will say that out there. It doesn't seem like there's any military expertise on this set, on the set. Definitely. Dot, 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 and parentheses. This movie is very disappointing. I don't mind bad acting in an action slash Navy SEAL movie, but this is quite bad, and I expect at least credible explosions. Oh, and did I mention the massive cliches? This movie is so stereotypical and predictable. Playing Ghost Squad or Rainbow Six on your Xbox is Xbox is more realistic. I put a two because I saw worse. Damn. I didn't see that that dude was like the leader of it. The guy giving the peace talks and stuff. Yeah. Like I I was. Did you? Did they make it clear? Because you you watched it more than I did. You like mean I didn't manual? really pay attention. Yeah, the dude who gets shot in the beginning. Yeah. That did you know that he was the leader? Yeah. He was, all it showed was, because Sean sticks his camera up into the window, and all it shows is him, like, talking. So yeah. he, he could just be a speaker or I something. thought it was, okay, so, like, I was sitting there when the cops didn't, or when the chopper didn't pick him up, I was like, who's, okay, so who's, like, pulling the strings, right? And then when they were, like, the CIA was like, yeah, we, we effed up, we took false intel. Right. That's when I was like, okay, so it's not the CIA, you know what I mean? So who is it? You know, like no, yeah. I didn't think it was predictable at all. You know what I mean? Not no. saying it was genius, like twists that made me be like, <gasps> you know, but no, it wasn't predictable. I don't think. And they, yeah. and the uh, uh, Potakil character, they bring him up within the first like ten minutes of the movie. So like they're they're setting it all up for this. And no, they but don't... that Potakil dude is not even in it. Right? Neither is Carlos Vivero. They're both just these. <laughs> Not they're they're that's made bad up. screenwriting. That's bad. You know what I mean? Unless you're someone like yourself, you know, who's obviously can pick up on these things. Because to me, unless I see it, I kind of just like you well, know well, wander off. You know, when I mean these movies should be, are written for the general audience, right? And like they want to make money off of it, so you think they wouldn't write in these like <laughs> obvious things that are you know? well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So well, and also just like people are going to be confused if you're naming off-screen characters that we never see and then mm -hmm. they end up being like major like they were like the people giving all the intel at the end yeah i don't honestly i don't know who was pulling the strings even having watched the movie all these times yeah manuel was supposed to be but then like how was he getting the intel and then why was elvero like up on carlos and like how did they know that that was going to get down the line enough to get to the cia all that stuff was kind of like hmm um i have one more this is more like in the middle four out of ten stars uh, this is written by Leo of Wine underscore Draca One, or, or or maybe it's Lee of Wine. I don't know. Uh, so the, the their uh, title is low rent, but it could be worse. Uh, this and this was written low on low rent could be worse, but could be worse. Yeah, and this is written on May first, twenty sixteen. So Columbia, it, it says Columbia is the third of the Behind Enemy Lines film series and a definite step up from the god awful mess that was Behind Enemy Lines two Axis of Evil. Although that's not to say it's a good movie. It's still below par for the most part, but at least veteran actor slash director Tim Matheson. Okay, so he is in other. Uh, says veteran actor Tim Matheson. So you must have seen him before. Um, uh, knows how to shoot. Oh, is that 
the director yeah in okay the, in the yeah uh knows how to shoot his film properly without all the annoying shaky camera stuff that ruined the last installment yes i agree uh the plot there was still some shaky shit absolutely you know when they were like zooming into the fortresses it was like okay what settle on one shot you know it was like a zoom in shot mixed with like a an out zoom shot mixed with a stable shot they would be like yeah. in the I saw that a couple of times. But, but like, last episode, I was talking uh, with Ayana about uh, The Condemned. Literally, the action scenes are unwatchable. I would just find myself, like, literally looking at the wall over watching the fucking movie. Because it's so shaky. Like, when they do, like, go to land a punch, it always cuts to something else. You never see a single punch actually land. Which is just, like... That's what I'm saying. So, it could have been fucking The Condemned. At least it wasn't The Condemned. There you go. Hey, there you go. Uh, So, he says, uh, the plot is a simplistic skeleton on which to hang a framework of low-rent, high-firework action sequences. I love that that whole sentence. I think it's great. The plot is a simplistic skeleton on which to hang a framework of low-rent, high-firepower action sequences. True. Um, That's what I was saying earlier. Like, it's not confusing. Don't get confused. It's really just chill. So, expect one shootout after another here, along with some cheesy camaraderie and macho heroics uh a seal team is sent to columbia to sort out some far terrorists only to find themselves uh, framed and betrayed and forced to fight their way out boom that's all i have so uh you've never been on the podcast before but we always rate the movie at the end and then we do a little uh, it's uh the the mean or the average of our two ratings so but they're not it's not out of stars each episode is different so this episode i decided we're rating it zero to five Grenades. <laughs> so, so okay. So one being the worst, zero the being the worst. Okay, zero being the worst. Five being the best. Do I have to go first or do you go first? Uh, you can go first since you're the guest. Um, out of five, five being the best, zero itself being so that's. Yeah, I mean you can consider zero is just like as low as it goes, but you can give it one could be like the worst, I guess. I'll give it. I'll give it. Okay. As I'll give it a, a three and a half. What? <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. You really liked it? No, not really. Oh. You know. <laughs> but like you, you found yourself in entertained. Yes. Okay. And that's something important, just as much as any film that makes me like go back and think and like anything. As as long as it, because like I said. Okay, so here we go. If we're going to go listen, can I give my little, like, Please. my little twist here, whatever? So, Miles asked me to be part of the COD podcast and, like, watch this movie, and we're going to talk about it and everything, you know? And I was expecting, like, a ridiculous thing to, like, make fun of, you know? And I caught myself, like, you know, pausing the movie so I can go to the bathroom and, like, actually watching this film and being, like, who's behind the seat? Like, who, who's the bad guy? Right. And it might seem ridiculous to give it, like, let's say a three. Let's give it a three, you know? All right. Hard three. Hard three. You know what I mean? For the sake of this whole shebang, you know what I mean? But, I mean, because there's just so many films out there. You, you, I, I, I hope, dear listeners, that you realize how special it is when a film makes you feel something What's Especially this? when it's other than this is stupid and I'm angry. What did this make you feel? It made me be like, who's the bad guy? Oh, okay. Like suspense. Have you ever sat there and been like, 
all right, I'm about to watch a two and a half hour movie and I know who the bad guy is exactly right away. Yeah. Like, know who this guy is. What the... What the okay, but like, you know, but like the new Mission Impossible, I knew that uh, Spider uh, Superman was gonna be the twist bad guy at the end, but I was still there for the ride and I liked watching it the whole time. Yeah. So I I don't know if that's like the that rule always applies. Can I change? Okay, well, so you know, I would. I'm give... not trying to talk it up or down. <laughs> you can give it a three. <laughs> I'm just gonna fuck up our score. I'm gonna give it a zero. We're gonna. Yeah. What do you What out. do you say? Let's get your. I was output. thinking a, a one, honestly. But I like this movie because like, I've seen a. F- I, I watch a a bunch of these WWE movies and then try to pick ones that I like think would be good to do an episode on because I've seen. But and I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I picked this one because I think it, the plot is fun and that it does have all these little twists and turns and like beats that are really easy to map for a podcast and then like a fun little twist ending. For the listeners that actually stuck around for what is it at two hours and seventeen minutes at this point, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I, I do like this movie and I think it's funny. Um, I think it's kind of a little uh, like we were saying earlier, like different, like the actors weren't all sure what movie they were all in, and I don't even think the director knew, like because a lot of times it would like it, it felt like it was like trying to be Tropic Thunder, but then trying to be Saver Private Ryan at the same time, and it was like this like tension between the two that the movie was making that it didn't that didn't need to be there but um i think over it is made for dvd i should point that out did we talk about that <laughs> i assumed as much okay yeah it never <laughs> was in theaters or anything uh-huh yeah because um but as a lot of these movies are but some of them are like actually in theaters like see no evil was in theaters 12 rounds was in theaters but uh, i would okay so I'll say this, like, as far as... But you might sway me a little movie, bit. Maybe I give it a two or a three. Well, so check it out. Like, these aren't, like... If we're talking DVD, straight-to-DVD films... Right, it's not a one it's a of fucking, It's a three, you know what it's I mean? A it's a five, solid, maybe. like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we're talking, like, anything else... It's a one, you know what I mean? Like, right. I, I feel like the scale isn't fair. I have to figure out a way to like give it context. Yeah, you got to figure out I what wonder, you're trying to do with it. You know what I mean? You, I wonder if there's a way to make like a negative scale. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like a bad movie. You scale? make it. Make the bad movie scale. <laughs> yeah. Like what would? Be, yeah. Hmm. I almost feel like I should be. I should go back and rework every episode. Just go of edit it so it's like just, obviously different cuts. And, just like so. What do you think of the movie? Well, I think it's a five. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a five in bad movie. Yeah, because it's not really fair to like rate this on the same scale as like Citizen Kane exactly, or exactly, dude. Right? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I, I think we could. All right, so we'll say I'm gonna give it a two. I bumped up one more. You bumped it. Cool. Right on. And you're gonna, and you went down from a three and a half to a three. Yeah. So I'll say this. I'll say this. If in my taste of films i would give it i would give it about a two and a half actually two and a half you okay. know if that's like the serious spectrum if we're talking about like goofy movies like barbarella style i don't know if you've ever seen that movie it's a good one i'm i'm saying it's about like a three and a half you know yeah it's a little bit up there i would say nothing it's... too nothing too special but nothing too plain or bad also, you know? as far as war movies go, I think this is a kind of a fun one because I, I usually I don't know if I, I I just avoid them like I like we said I like Saving Private Ryan and I like um, like Dunkirk was kind of fun, but I feel like I like those movies not because they're war movies but because of other stuff about them. Yeah, but like this movie was just like straight like 
writing to put in writing in explosions for the sake of explosions and writing and killing for the sake of killing and i i liked it i thought it was yeah, funny definitely um yeah i think i don't know uh, the one thing that oh, put a bad taste in my mouth about this movie for sure was that it was like felt like american propaganda oh definitely which i mean I the, think, the, the, listen to that opening you know what i mean absolutely. it's just like and then the fa- yeah and the fact that like that's just not even accurate and yeah. it was just written that way and then people well, that's and, why i'm surprised i was like why didn't they make this movie in afghanistan or something you know what i mean well, if yeah, they were really trying to like cater to their audience the majority of them are pissed at honestly know. that makes that's a good point because the plot you can stick it anywhere exactly i don't know why, why not stick it with your majority of why viewers? did it have to be columbia i yeah. don't understand that yeah exactly me neither <laughs> I, I really didn't but then you started spinning out those facts so okay for real you know when you were like these are actual facts i was like oh sick then you were like that were popular in the 80s it's like yeah why didn't they just pick somewhere relevant you know what i mean right exactly well yeah and uh yeah okay so i'll give it okay so two two and a half mean average is 2.25 out of five grenades so there we go that's that's it we got it um cool did you so we're done did you want to plug anything at this time like your instagram or you don't have to i just always ask people if they to, or like something else that you post stuff on just so people if they liked hearing you could like see more of your stuff yeah well as you said it previously we're in my residence slash your old residence nice place yeah, yeah the nice place yeah we're chilling down there in uh down here in the basement no this is a full studio you have here with like glass walls and everything's padded and uh we've had brazilian dancers just dancing yeah, for the past two three hours yeah there's a party going on outside we've just been ignoring it they've, they've <laughs> been bringing in drinks as we go though it's bottle, no, get bottle in. Service. seriously it'd be so fun to be able to just like grab people and do a podcast in the middle of a party you know oh, what i mean yeah that would be cool See, but, um, we should do that. The party yeah, we're chilling podcast. over at Nice Place Detroit. Come on yeah. by. Come like it's the Facebook. Check it out. We'd be chilling up here, you know. Nice Place Detroit. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this with me. I, I love you. I'm so glad you were able to do it. And I'm glad we could use your microphones because we couldn't use my new ones. Yeah, I still got to figure out how to use them. Um, I got new microphones. And I was really excited to use them <sighs> for this record, but I wasn't able to figure them out. What's but, on the... What's What can the... What are we expecting for the next... Uh, the, the next the creepy specials. You're yeah, gonna do, we're then? gonna do a, a something's coming up for the creepy Halloween uh, season, and then after that, um, the next. So this is like the season finale. This then. is the season finale. Oh my god, we're fucking, we're done. I'm, I feel bad like not posting them consecutively week after week. Oh, I hope that got picked up. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Great season finale. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll just leave it at that. Okay, bye everyone. Bye. There is a special breed of warrior ready to answer our nation's call. A common man with uncommon desire to succeed. Forged by adversity, he stands alongside America's finest special operations forces to serve his country, the American people, and protect their way of life. I am that man. Seal Creed.